Today on Gamerhead Radio, find out what herpagonosyphilates is. Sounds like it needs an ointment. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. Uh, I am Goat, as per usual in the world of things. To my left, always to my left, is Mr. Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Hello. Candy Mountain, Charlie. And to not my left, but not really my right, is Mr. John Santiago Fallon Flynn. What's shaking? We're being civilians, come on! And then uh, we have our special guest this week. Because, Special's right. Yes. Special. <laughs> Air quotes. Yeah, we can't use certain words. Uh, but special guest to my right from the Living Showcase, Mr. Danny Meckler. Poppin' Death Jam! I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing he brought with him. I don't even know what it means. I he just found it out. <laughs> well, he loves jam. Uh-huh. It's a marmalade reference. Is it? Oh, oh, I got it. It's like when you go to uh, a restaurant and they have the little packets of jam and you pop no, them open actually it's, that's popping the, the, it's funny yeah, that you no, mentioned that because you know that song pump up the jam yeah i thought that was about squeezing out those packets <laughs> when i was younger because i was you know six when that came out or so <laughs> sure yeah. yeah you were wrong i also thought it was taking care of biscuits <laughs> <laughs> i was a big breakfast food song guy i guess i don't know <laughs> so Today, no, of course, Ghost, uh, Ghost mentioned that uh, that you're from the that your podcast is the Living Showcase. The Living so, Showcase yeah. podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, and any other podcast service. And so, 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 what do you guys do over there at the Living Showcase? What do you, uh, what do you we all talk about? A lot of terrible news stories that happen throughout the week. We usually have a segment about Florida. It's called America's Penis, and <laughs> we just try to throw each other off topic as much as possible and run it off the rails. Like a dick train. So, yeah, so, so you'll, you'll fit right in here. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so real quick, I just need to preface this. Um, I'm going to say a word in the release log here that I never thought I was going to say. Let's see if you can pick it out. Penis. Um, that, that, <laughs> no. Well, I, you'll have to find out. I'm going because I'm going to read them now. So you have to. If I say the word penis, that so may be it. Find your penis. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, so coming out on the 27th, uh, we've got Dying Light for uh, Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, Grim Fandango Remastered is finally coming out for Windows, Mac, Linux, PS4, and Bought PS Vita. Nice. Uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 2. Neptunia, that's it. Neptunia. <laughs> You've never said that in your life. I don't believe that's a word. That's accurate, but um, no, that's not it. Uh, oh, it's coming wow. out for the PS Vita. Uh, Oddworld Stranger's Wrath is coming out for the Ouya. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. You found it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're finally getting a real game. Yay! That's good, what one. Good, good job, Ouya. Um, Wait, only the Ouya? Um, on that day, at least. Yes. Yep, yep. Yep. So it's probably already out on all the other things. What? Uh huh. I think it did just get a mobile. I, th- I think it did get a, a mobile release on Android it, and oh, iOS. Okay, okay, and so it's just right. the Android release yeah, made yeah, it over yeah, to okay. yeah. But yeah, I never thought I was gonna be mentioning Ouya again in the release log. So hooray for that. Um, so not Neptunia. The, no, Danny. I'm sorry. <laughs> a little slow here. Uh, so on the 28th, uh, we've got some game called Raven's Cry coming out for the PS3 and PS4. 
on 29th. Heroes of Might and Magic 3 HD Edition on mobile platforms. Yes. Uh, and the Metroid Prime uh, for... Uh, blah, 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 blah. That's it. That's the one. We've, never <laughs> said that. we've, we've, we've already found it, Danny. Oh. It, it was here, yeah. But, 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 but what, what I, I like your moxie. Um, uh, Metroid like Prime Trilogy. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Metroid Prime Trilogy is coming out for the Wii U, and um, if anybody's ears perked up at that, remember, um, uh, all these re-releases on the Wii U uh, eShop are going to be half price for the first week or month or something like that. If, uh, it's I think it's first week. I think yeah, release. I think it might be yeah. first week of their release. So if if you're interested, you should grab it right away. And uh, Life is Strange Episode One coming out on Windows, PS4, PS3, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. I believe that's an anime style um uh, episodic game. You know, everybody's getting, mm-hmm. everybody's jumping on the Telltale bandwagon, yeah. uh, and that's pretty much it for this week. But uh, but yeah, I think um, Grim Fandango is uh, the mm-hmm. thing that most people are excited about coming up. No, the it's going to be that Ouya release. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, in all honesty, the Oddworld Oddworld's games are phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So so the U.S. got a chance of doing something. I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> if it came out ten years ago, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Was the Ouya or the? <laughs> Well, both really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, you, you and we always uh, start by going around the room and talking about the games we played over the last week or so. So, Danny, if you'd like to start us off, what have you been playing? Uh, not necessarily the last week because you know you don't have just a week to catch up on. So, just recently, what have you been playing? Right. Since I have a terrible memory, I wrote it down. Excellent. Um, for the most recent one, I do consistently play Trials Frontier on iPhone. Uh, came out right before Christmas, and I haven't stopped playing it since. Usually makes my bathroom breaks about 30 minutes longer. <laughs> and uh, I wrote in a couple of weeks ago about things, or that might have been last week actually. Skate 3 is, I'm constantly addicted to that game. Been playing it since it came out in 2010. And. I think that was last week because we're talking yeah. about stuff you go back to in gaming. Honestly, last, so. I can never get tired of that game. Like, I'll just throw on my iPhone and uh, play some music on that and just keep playing it. And. You know, I usually only play for like 30, 40 minute sessions or so, but I still enjoy it to this day. I get your money's worth out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> and my Xbox broke, so I bought a new one just to play this again. Fantastic. Yep. Took the disc with it, so I had to buy a new disc. Oh, uh, no. But that was only 20 bucks. Playing New Super Mario Brothers for Wii, another 2010 release. Nice. With my girlfriend. We're enjoying that a lot. Um, Transistor has been really fun. I've been wanting PC. to play it. That's the game from the makers of Bastion, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, I so, love Bastion. Instead of having like an omnipotent narrator, this mm-hmm. is the sword that you're using. Oh, okay, and it's got this really cool high tech like cyberpunk style to it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a cool game. I, I really love that it, game. It's good. I wanted to finish it before I came on, but I didn't get a chance to play it yesterday. And then finally, I, I bought Fallout New Vegas. I'm playing really old games for whatever reason. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, five years old or so. So how are you like? So you played Fallout Three, I presume. Yeah, I did. So um, I I loved Fallout Three. I, yes. I, you know I I you know got pretty much. I, I think that's one of the few games I actually hundred percent achievement wise. Which is insane because that's <laughs> probably hundred hours. Uh yeah, give or take. Uh, I forget the exact number at this point. Definitely, it was hundred plus for sure. But um, I I I never got around to starting New Vegas. So are you are you enjoying it? No. Oh <laughs> no, honestly, like. I wanted to play it just because of our topic this week, because uh, I know that there's a lot of morality choices in that, oh, sure. but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, I just realized that I don't like those games. <laughs> oh, okay. So, wait, so, I'm sorry, did you enjoy Fallout 3? I did, Oh, okay. but honestly, I that was at a time where I was playing games a lot more than I am now, and I was trying to play a lot of the new releases, a lot of the things that were coming out, 
and Fallout 3 kind of hooked me after about two hours. It took a really long time to get into. Same with Borderlands, but Borderlands I still love. But this one is just, I can't get into it. Something about it is yeah. right. It's definitely different than Fallout 3. Yeah. T- tonally, it's something about it feels different. I hear a lot of people like it more, but I just can't get mm. into it. But I'm also five years late. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, that pretty much uh, cover it for you? That's it. Okay. Go. Uh, let's see. Oh, what I play. That's yeah. right. Wow, that was a moment. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we've That's why I wrote mine down. <clears throat> no, I just that was a moment of like, what part of the show are we at? Saying, <laughs> wow, 98 episodes in. I'm forgetting parts. Uh, so uh, to everybody's not surprise, crew. Yep. <laughs> John, John's called it a little bit there. Yeah. I'm just I'm, uh, I'm just waiting to see how long it's going to go on for. Uh, it's, it's short-lived, because actually, after the crew glitched out of me, I took the hint that I probably should put it down and give it a breather, and picked up uh, Sunset Overdrive. Right on. And that game, I understand everything Charlie said now, and it's ridiculously <laughs> awesome. So good. It's just... It, it, like, I would explain it to everybody as basically... Deadpool, if you've played that game, uh, the humor and fourth wall breaking of that game, with, like set in... like. The closest thing I can think of is like Borderlands, and it's just nuts. With jet Set Radio in it. Yeah, there you go. yeah, that, yeah. I didn't that's even think about that. Yeah. But that's perfect. A little Jet Set in there too, and I'm like, yeah. If you you're into like any of that that we just said, pick this up because it's it's hilarious. So, but we, you know, Charlie's gushed about it quite often, so I don't need to gush about it as often. <laughs> but that's it. Just those two. Yes. You, Charlie. Um. Well, you'll save me a little bit of trouble there because that's also pretty much why I played this last week. Um, I've, um, I, I took your advice, Goat, and I've, I've decided, yes, I'm going to go ahead and collect all the, all the, I think there's about 750 collectibles. Oh, God. <laughs> I was looking yeah. at that list going, holy fuck, this is going to take a minute. <laughs> it's about 150 different, uh, Pokemon? different, <laughs> in the first game, yeah. Um, but no, there's uh, 150, um, different, um, items to collect of, like, five or six different things yeah so so yeah it's, it's somewhere between like 750 and a thousand you have orbs balls cubes um so it's um it's uh, dirt, dirty sneakers <laughs> dirty sneakers is great yes they're like hanging like you know, and they throw them over the, you know throw them over <laughs> the car lines like um, converse <clears throat> toilet paper. Um, yes it kind of thing uh toilet paper um helium is it used um it, uh, i'm gonna say no it looks pretty white it's slightly unraveled so okay. yeah but, but it's <laughs> like not, a cat it's, got to it first yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh a helium balloons in the shape of the mascot of the energy drink that caused all the all the all the, the bad stuff. And uh, what's the other thing? Um, shoes, balloons, sneakers. Oh, um, uh, billboards like neon billboards. That's right. Of the one logo. Mm-hmm. And um, you collect billboards. Like look, sixty look, feet look. wide. <laughs> the, the thing that you need to understand about this game is at no point. If, if you're the kind of person that likes to try and apply logic and real-world physics <laughs> and understanding to everything, not, just stay not, away from yeah, this. Yeah, I played Escape 3. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> this is not for you if you want realistic. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, so I've been working on that a bit, but I also worked through the main story. I've, um, I've encountered the last of the, kind of the, the in-game factions, and so I'm at that point. So I think I'm probably... It, the one, the, the one very minor gripe I have about the game is it doesn't give me like an overall percentage completion, yeah, just to give me, just to give me a sense mm-hmm. of how far I am. Um, so if I had to guess, mm-hmm. I'd say I'm probably about 80 percent of the way through no. like the story, um, probably fifty to sixty percent away of like through collecting and doing everything mm-hmm. that isn't related to multiplayer. No. Um, <clears throat> um, and then aside from that, Michelle and I finally got back around and finished the main story of Puppeteer like a year later, but that, as we do. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, again, um, uh, I heard, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Puppeteer's availability in a minute, um, but um, if you have the opportunity to pick up this game, uh, if you have a PlayStation 3, um, or if you don't already have it or whatever, but one of the most underrated games I think I've ever encountered. It's, um, you know, the story's fantastic, the art style is just gorgeous, um, it just really is a phenomenal game. Um, PlayStation 3 exclusive, um, so yeah, if you have a PS3 and you have the chance to pick up this game, which... Kind of do. Um, you, you, should, you, should, you, should, you should get it. Foreshadowing. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's really fantastic. Um, yeah, that's me. John? A um, little, uh, little bit less selection this week than I had the last couple of weeks. I, I'm still playing Wolf Among Us, which is a, you know, not a very long game to begin mm-hmm. with, but I just had no time to play this week. Um, some more Sunset Overdrive, you know, just like you guys. Uh, ironically, uh, the three of us uh, here at Gamerhead Radio all have this game and have not played it together in multiplayer yet, which we, we, are, we did it we attempt. Well, hopefully we'll have an update for like you guys on that this old, week. So. That's right. That's right. We just won't talk about which two. Two people aren't night owls. Let's just leave it at that. There you go. Um, and then, uh, which I am enjoying tremendously, just like you guys. I, there's nothing I can say about Sunset Overdrive that you guys haven't already talked about. With Wolf Among Us, I will say that uh, I'm at the beginning of Chapter 4, like the uh, second part of Chapter 4, really digging it, you know, enough so that I am going to play it again just to kind of check out some yeah. of the the different options and scenarios that could possibly come out of it. And then I picked up the uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic uh, Android release that they just did. Nice. Uh, company Aspire. Um, ported it over and uh, can say pretty safely it's a faithful port. You know, port everything is there. Plays pretty yeah, well. yeah, it plays yeah. really well. It looks great. Um, you know, I, everything you would expect. I mean, you get a, a little bit of awkwardness when trying to, you know, um, use your character to move around just because, you know, touchscreen controls aren't particularly responsive the way you want them to be. Uh, but, but I'm having it's, that it's big problem with uh, trials right now. Yeah. Especially when I have the sound off. Yeah. So I can't hear what's going on where I'm trying to lean one certain way and it's just not doing it whatsoever. Yeah. There you, you, you lose things, man, definitely on the the mobile platforms, but the overall experience, the music's all there. Everything you remember about Knights of the Old Republic is there. It's a $5 app. No in-app purchases. They just sold you the game as Good. it was. Good. For 5 bucks, I felt like that was pretty reasonable. Yeah. Um, so because that's still like a like a good like forty fifty hour game. Oh, the only thing I can tell you about it, if you are downloading this on a mobile platform, it was like a two point four gig download. Ah. It takes up a lot of room, and then there's a little bit of installation that comes after that, a smaller installation. Okay, so so, um, so so once you have the app, it goes and it downloads downloads additional resource files. Yeah, gotcha. just a little bit though. It was okay. pretty fast. It only it was only an additional two or three minutes. But, so fuck you if you have an eight gigabyte phone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You know, and it, but but I had luckily had the room on my phone for it, so I put it on there. And if you're looking for something with depth to play on the go, that you're certainly going to get your five bucks out of. It's an easy one to do. Um, oddly enough, that company Aspire never saw their name until. I downloaded this app this week, and turns out they're going to be the ones doing the uh, Indigo Prophecy re-release that's coming up soon too. They're the one porting it over for for Quantic Dream, oh, nice. which I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah, but uh, that was it is this, this just week. A, is this just like a next gen polish kind of yeah, a thing? Yeah, I think or? so. Okay. That's the indication. There's not a lot of information out on it just yet, but the okay. the small amount of information coming out about it is basically that it's gonna it's the 10 year anniversary of that game, and um, you know they're they're wow. they're putting there were some things that were cut out of the European version that they're putting back yeah. into this. The European version was called Fahrenheit, and then the American version was Indigo Prophecy, and this uh, re-release is called Fahrenheit, colon, 
indigo prophecy so all of the things that got edited out for people who don't remember at the oh. time it, the game Not got like an the turbo AO rating. Ultra yeah. HD remix yeah sort of more so because when, it, when the game hit the, the states um it got an ao rating and they had to cut some sex scenes and stuff out of the game and oh, i didn't know that okay. so a few bits of pieces got cut out from the european release and they're putting well, all that back in there you go i know jagged uh Low res polygons getting it on. Yeah, <laughs> we saw the the picture of Laura Croft with a twenty years difference. Yeah. Or Sixteen. Sixteen, Sixteen years difference. difference. Yeah, um, some sexy polygon. <laughs> but that that's Madonna it. Madonna boobs. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I go for. You'll put your eye out. Um. <laughs> well then, <laughs> nice, cool. Um, so uh, before we get into the news, I want to mention to everybody um, the uh, the time has been finalized for the one hundredth episode of uh, Gamerhead Radio is going to be recording live at Oasis Cafe in West Chicago, Illinois on uh, February 8th from 7 to 9 p.m. Um, it's going to be a free show, um, so if anybody can make it down, um, it's... Cotton um, candy, pulled pork, t-shirt um, cannons. <laughs> um, I, I'm not promising any of those things, So, but I appreciate you offering to bring them, Danny. Um, <laughs> I'll see what I can do with a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> Um, but uh, but we, will, um, uh, we will be having some, some raffles and giveaways uh, at the show. And um, also two dollar whiskey shots. Two dollar whiskey shots. Two dollar so. whiskey shots. Oh yeah. man! So you're gonna see three very drunken hosts. <laughs> and um, and not that anybody gives a crap about this, but um, if if I do this correctly, I will also be um, tasting and consuming my one thousandth unique beer that evening. So oh. hooray! It's gonna be a special night all around. Wow. Look at that, man! I think you need a new room for that. Huh, with the what? How many bags of confetti we gotta bring? Uh, honors at the thousand that's a lot of numbers and throwing yeah 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 i'm okay with all that <laughs> okay and um you know we're, we're hopefully going to be broadcasting the show on twitch as well but um if you can come and see it in person you should absolutely do that because it's um i can promise you it's going to be a good time so do you have any confirmed guests um the uh, not at this time um uh, announcements on uh, on guests may or may not be forthcoming not saying anything as far as that goes but um but yeah all right uh, so cool. Um, that you know what we did this last week in video games. Let's see what the industry did. All right, coming in at number five, Steam Broadcasting now available to all. This was an article originally published on Gamespot. Um, as part of this week's cl- uh, client update for Steam, uh, Steam has has rolled out their integrated streaming service, uh, which oddly enough, uh, introduces a uh, an FPS counter, which I think is fucking handy, personally. Nice. Um, essentially, it's you can go over... It's not really an FPS counter. No, it's not? No. Uh, <laughs> so I played uh, the Steam streaming thing. I have a gaming PC that I have connected to my TV, and I also have a MacBook Pro, and I wanted to find a way that I could play on my MacBook Pro in the bedroom laying down because I don't have a TV or anything in my bedroom. Sure. And I just found out about this, wanted to play Transistor, and booted it up, it's super simple. It's literally, you have it open on your gaming PC, and then you have Steam open on your gaming PC, and then Steam open on whatever else you're trying to play it on. And it just, instead of saying play, it says stream from PC. And that's it. Yeah, it's as simple as just like a one-button thing. You go to whatever person's friend list or community page, you can watch other people's streams from their page. Just go straight to, you know... Their little profile and it's okay. if they're streaming it shows and you can just check it out from but there. But the FPS seems- counter, like you were saying, is from what I noticed of playing like an hour of it, uh, it just said like slow decode or slow FPS, and it didn't say anything when it was running at optimum speed. Oh, okay, all right, fair enough. Um, 
it, it it does seem to have a very specific list of restrictions, though probably not anything that's terribly unlike what you would see on Twitch. But uh, that list is uh, includes porn, inappropriate or offensive content, wares or leaked content, or anything else not safe for work. Any discussions of piracy, cheating, hacking, game exploits, threats of violence or harassment, even as a joke, posted copyright materials such as magazine scans, soliciting. <laughs> Begging, which oh, is wow. for all those Marsty Marketplace people out Wait, there. Wait, so you can't hold a sign in your game that says, we'll work for food? That's true. <laughs> um, auctioning, raffling, selling advertising, referrals, racism or discrimination, abusive language, including swearing. Oh my god. So just a small so, set of rules. Hang on a second. Now, 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 to be fair, it did not say panhandling, so there is that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, no swearing? Really? No swearing. No no swearing. Did, 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 I missed it if you said it. Did, does it say no drinking? No. So, Actually, so, it's you, not can, on so there. you can get blitzed. You just yeah. can't say. Like, oh, what, what if okay, you're oh, playing? Oh, 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 hold on. Who do you know that gets blitzed and doesn't swear? That's my point. <laughs> that's, that's precisely like, my even, point. Even squeaky clean Charlie. Though, though <laughs> it's pretty ambiguous. They do say, or anything else not safe for work. Technically, drinking is not safe for work. Well, what about this? What if you're playing like a Grand Theft Auto and they swear and drink and have sex with prostitutes <laughs> in game? What, are you just supposed to keep quiet there hold and stop yeah. masturbating? Hold on. But I drink and I can smoke and I can swear at my job. Like, did they not include, like, musicians? It does say fine print down here, everybody but goat. Oh. That's, I can't get on there. There's yeah. no swearing. So there's, I'd be kicked off in, what, seven, eight yeah, seconds? So I find it wow. funny that they had such a particular, uh, a very specific list of things that you can't do. Uh, I the, the other thing that caught my ear was that I... I, I I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going to go find out, but just from a technical curiosity, I did not know there was a way to play pirated content on Steam. I thought, like... That's it. I, yeah, I think you can add non-Steam you can, yeah, games. You can add non-Steam games to your library, and uh, oh, it doesn't oh. have any of the Steam like overlay features. You know, okay. any of the dashboard features that the Steam it doesn't have that. But you can launch it from Steam if you add the the game to the library. And how is it you can stream this stuff using? Yeah, theoretically, oh, okay. if you're launching right. it through Steam, you should yeah. be able to just broadcast whatever it is that you're playing. Well, so. when you started talking about this, I was thinking of a different kind of streaming because I wasn't streaming it to people. I was just streaming it to myself. Mm. So, okay. so you're using it like a remote play kind of a thing? Yes. Okay. And it does do that very well. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay. Self-streaming. That sounds dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, it too was. early in the show. Sorry. <laughs> I was golden streaming it to myself. <laughs> I, don't... I was streaming to myself my golden axe. Yeah. So, so Danny <laughs> seems to think that so far it's a pretty pretty good service. I haven't had a chance to use it myself yet. But well, I haven't used it, it actually since the... Well, it's something completely different. Of it that you did use it wait, where you can wait. stream it to yourself. Right? Danny approves Game Masturbation. It's a great service. There you go. But yeah, he hasn't actually showed his, his stream to anybody else. There you go. <laughs> This just got weird. <laughs> Close firewall. He was streaming with himself. Yeah, you're right. This did get weird. Yeah, right. it's, it's, it's okay. My girlfriend was in the bed next. To oh, me. good. That, what? What? Moving. What? No. Moving so, on. <laughs> um, at number four, Sony begins free games compensation over 2011 PSN hack again from Gamespot. <laughs> Um, so those only of you that, four that years remember, later. I know it only took him a second to get it together. Some poor bastard's been sitting in an office just working on this one thing for the last four years, trying to get this together. Could probably thank lawyers for that delay. But yes, yeah. probably mm-hmm. so. Um, so those of you that remember, just to catch everybody up to speed quickly, if you had a, a PlayStation Three, PlayStation Network account back in 2011, they got hacked in such a way that online services for for gaming hadn't really seen as yet, and they were 
they were shut down for a long time. It a was, month. It was a month. The yeah, whole month of April. Know. And they did give people some free games as compensation, but apparently um, some people's information was stolen and some people's information was actually used for erroneous purposes. So they're giving at least giving the opportunity. There's a really funny uh, thing that Sony says in sort of a cover their ass sort of way at the end of the article. But essentially just to give those of you out there who may have uh, experienced issues because of that back then, uh, if you haven't already got an email, you're probably going to be getting one soon if you have a PSN account. And uh, following the announcement, though, uh, of that $15 million settlement last year, um, they're already starting to look out to everybody and see what it is they can do to, to, to move the process along. They're providing people with websites and forms and information to set it up. Um, this hack did affect 70 million accounts, so it was not a little thing. So, um, and it wasn't just through PlayStation Network. Anybody that had a PlayStation Network a Curiosity account or an SOE account before May 15th, 2011 can request the documents to file a settlement claim. That's on uh, PSNSOESettlement.com if you guys want to look into this and take advantage of that. Individual compensation will vary depending on, uh, in part, of what type of account or accounts you had at the time. I'm assuming that means either you were a free PSN member, which I was, mm-hmm. or you had, you know, the PlayStation Plus service, which had started up right around that time. Um, so I'm assuming if you're a freebie guy like me, then there's the door. They're not going to do anything for you. No, they'll probably give you a free game. Yeah, maybe. Um, pat on the, the way that they break it down essentially is this. Payment equal to paid wallet balances if $2 or more of PSN or SOE accounts that have been inactive since the intrusions. One or more of the following, a free PS3 or PSP game, three free PS3 themes, or a free three months. Who's going to fucking pick three? PS3 themes at this juncture over a game. I have to imagine if you already own every single game on the list that you're possibly interested in. Maybe. Yeah. Or a free month or subscription uh, to PlayStation Plus. Once Valid comes, uh, claims exceed $10 million, class members will still be eligible for one free month of PlayStation Plus. No, that's what everyone's going to pick. Yeah. I guarantee yeah, yeah. Yeah. A free month of Music Unlimited, no one's going to use that. Uh, Curiosity, no one's going to use that. Account holders who did not have a PSN account. Uh, I never heard of Curiosity until they mentioned this. I don't, this I don't, I don't think it's still... Is it, well, it must be if they're going to give it away. I didn't, I I didn't think it was still, still up. Still operating, but, yeah. What does it even do? Is it a, a streaming music it's service? It's like their... I think it's their version of like Spotify kind of a thing. Okay. Like just, I think it might be only Sony Music Artists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you get like the Venga Boys. And- yeah. <laughs> So everyone's lining up to here. It's good. Um, $4.50 SOE station cash amounts can be reduced pro- uh, proportionally if valid claims exceed $4 million. Um, I mean, the list goes on. You know, They also said that they're going to reimburse users with out-of-pocket charges who suffered legitimate identity theft related to the network intrusion. Users can receive up to $2,500, though they'll need to provide documentation that the theft was caused by the network hack. Good luck with that. Um, people who don't want to file a claim over the internet can actually request forms and then send it out to them just so that everybody at home knows what it is they can do to take advantage of this stuff while you have the opportunity. It's going to go to court on May 1st, 2015 uh, to confirm the settlement and uh, all claim submissions must be filed online or in the mail by August 31st, 2015. The bit that Sony says in that sort of funny cover your ass way, they've, they've gone through all this trouble, all this is set up. They're offering a very detailed, obviously, uh, things that they're going to be offering to everybody in compensation for this. The Sony entities deny all claims of wrongdoing in this case, and the settlement does not mean the Sony entities violated any laws or did anything wrong. I think that. Wow. <laughs> I think I think that language is, is in every single settlement of this oh, nature. Yeah, they of always course, say that. It's of like we're, you know, it's like we're going to settle to make this go away, but we didn't. It's not. It's still not our fault. But we're settling. Look, it's, we uh, fucked up. Yeah. So we're going to give you some free stuff, but we yeah. fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. You know, essentially. Um, now, John, do you have the list of the, the games that are available? Actually, I do not. Okay. Uh, so, so um, now, so remember. 
you have your choice of one of these three things. So the first thing, like John said, is um, three months of PlayStation Plus. But apparently you can only get that if you do not already subscribe to PlayStation Plus. So that's worth noting. Well, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, or you can choose three of these free themes for Wipeout HD, Uncharted 3, uh, Tokyo Jungle, The Last of Us, Ratchet and Clank, or Uncharted 2. Um, and they're all the fancy dynamic themes. Ooh. So it moves a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or... <laughs> the third option you could use one of these games: Dead Nation, eh. Infamous One, eh. Little Big Planet One, eh. Super Stardust HD, Rain, Puppeteer. Hey guys, that's a great game, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> did you just finish that? I, I did, as a matter of fact. So, and it was fantastic. So they took the 2010 Time Warp that I've been in. Uh, yes. Uh, Invisibles, Lost Kingdom. That that's a Invisibles. Game. Invisibles. That's a, a PSP augmented reality game you have to have a psp camera for that hmm. like the rest of the five people that own that this this yeah this must be a tie-in because this is actually a playstation 3 game that they have listed on here unless that's a typo which uh-huh. is, which it could very well be probably use a playstation i with it i would yeah. imagine then yeah oh yeah that could be um these these have been all placed been the playstation 3 versions to be clear that i've been saying and the god of war hd which is also for playstation 3 uh, and then everything from here on is playstation portable uh little big planet mod nation racers patapon 3 Killzone Liberation, Wipeout, Pure, or Siphon Filter, Dark Mirror. <clears throat> All those are the PSP versions. Uh, not Vita. No Vita games in here from <laughs> what I can see. Yeah, which because it I wasn't find... out in 2010. Yeah. Well, yeah. True. So, I like the fact that they're giving you the same games again that they gave you back then. Yeah. yeah. After, yeah. after the, after yeah. the outage. Yeah. This is a little big planet. Yeah. I remember yeah. getting from that. Nation Racers. Yeah. Yep. That's true. And Dead Nation. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Because I still have Infamous on my PS3, untouched from that outing. I played it once. I had already finished it by the time that they, they did this. I had purchased and finished it by the time they did it, but I downloaded it again just so mm-hmm. I could have it in case I got rid of the physical copy. So yeah, so out of curiosity. Um, curiosity? Ha! <laughs> 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 oh, so you guys know my, my vote. I've, uh, uh, what would you guys recommend out of this list of games? In I, case anybody's I'm wondering. Probably going to pick up Puppeteer because it's the only one that doesn't suck or... Not, that you probably already have. Well, yeah, yeah. Based on your recommendation, Puppeteer. But go. I, if if I had not known what Puppeteer was prior to that, I probably would have picked up God of War. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna get the dynamic themes. Yeah, I'm going all for that. <laughs> I want to see a slightly jiggling ratchet and clank. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, that sounds like Rule Forty. Uh, rule, rule Rule Thirty. But anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> rule number porn. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, <laughs> at that point, they don't jiggle. They they ricochet. That's that. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Danny's yeah. gonna stick it to the man by putting up really bitchin' wallpaper. Yeah, take that, SOE. <laughs> Uh, that's it, man. August thirty first, twenty fifteen. That's the deadline. If you're gonna file any of this stuff, get on it. Yep, you want wallpaper. And then just, so, if just, anyone's looking for a birthday present for me, <laughs> you know what I do. I'm sure this stuff you probably have to assign to your own account. So. I don't have a PlayStation. <laughs> oh, hey, so, so so you're asking for somebody to buy you a PlayStation? Yeah, just so I can using get this. and then give you their account that was open when right. this happened. Yeah. Just so I can have a dynamic theme. Got, we're gonna, we're gonna have to update our, our our list of rules, just like Steam. No begging, no panhandling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it. Uh, now it's worth mentioning just just to reiterate this this uh, point of it that John mentioned. Uh, once all claims have exceeded ten million dollars, um, everybody gets a free month of PlayStation Plus. So <laughs> th- this does have a cap. So yeah. I mean, like I don't I don't particularly expect them to hit the ten million 
ceiling here, but um, if you're interested, you might it's as well. It's kind of hard when all those games are bargain bin anyway. Exactly. Well, I'm sure they're valuing them at their original right. prices, like so, sixty bucks a pop or whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if you're if you're if you're interested, I would move sooner rather than later, just in case, because it, you know, it'll it'll be it'll be that situation where it's like it'll be fine, and then like if they have the cap week later, so. I love the fact that it's like, all right, you can get all this stuff that you probably don't want, but we're forcing you to try our new service that you'll probably like. Curiosity, all right. <laughs> Nobody likes that. No. Because <laughs> no one knows how to pronounce this. They're like, creacy? <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, coming in at number three, Best Buy Mistakes. Uh, Best Buy Mistakes screws some people out of Majora's Mask. 3DSs. Uh, this came from Kotaku originally. So Best Buy canceled a number of pre-orders for the limited edition Majora's Mask 3DS because the demand had, quote, exceeded the quantities made available to the retailer. So they, they overbooked, you know. So um, they canceled everybody's? N- no, they, they canceled a, a number of, is what they say here. Okay. So it, it not everybody's stuff was canceled, but they, they did send out sort of an email explaining to everybody, a generic email to the people that got it. And those people, of course, started sending it to every news outlet going, I got fucked! <laughs> um, so the new 3DS went up on sale on Best Buy's website last Wednesday evening. It, it sold out in less than an hour uh, as far as pre-orders go. So apparently they overextended themselves because they issued a number of cancellations for customers who had ordered more than one system each, but that clearly, uh, clearly that wasn't enough to meet all of the orders they took. So what they sent out to everybody... It, essentially giving them a $50 discount um, as an apology, I guess, for making the mistake. Um, the, the email reads as follows. Hello, name. So that's whoever the hell you are. We're <laughs> I would sorry. hope that they don't change it just for to like really oh, yeah. fuck them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, individual. That's right. We're sorry, but there is an issue with your pre-order. The popularity of the Nintendo 3DS XL Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask Limited Edition Gold Black... Jesus. That's Exceeded, a lot of <laughs> Micro machine. I almost ran out of breath right there. Exceeded the quantities made available to Best Buy. As a result, we are unable to fulfill all of the pre-orders received. We regret uh, that your particular order has been canceled, and we know that this is disappointing. We want to make it up to you by offering a $50 discount that may be used towards the purchase of any of these alternate options, which I'm sure they had big giant pictures of other shit you could buy at Best Buy's website. Like Little Big Planet. That's right. <laughs> no, I think it was just the, the red or the black standard. Yeah, there you they go. They were just like, oh, you could buy a regular one for 50 bucks less, I think is what the... What, if I remember correctly. 2DS. Email. Yeah. There was no real kind of estimate on how many people uh, were affected by this. So if, if I get... i a if, lot. If, yeah, I mean, enough, if, if, it's, if it's making the rounds on news here, then I'm assuming that a lot of people were sitting at home sulking yeah. about it. As being someone who's been in logistics and all that, I can guarantee what happened was they were like, all right, we're going to get these. And the, the the IT guys were like, open the floodgates, and they were like, order, 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 and then yeah. the warehouse called and went, uh, dude, we're getting five. You, you, you have 490,000 orders. There's a clear yeah. solution to this problem. Everybody that got this email, yeah. uh, throw them in a gladiatorial arena and have them duke it out to the One death. One just it's comes like, down uh, on yeah. a wire. There you go. Or well, for anyone that got this brackets. email, uh, just go to Meyer because they have everything at midnight, <laughs> and there's no line ever. Or order somewhere else. Yes. There's that, too. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, if we get some more information on how many of the, the people were affected by it, then I'll make sure to update oh, that in future we'll episodes. Those numbers. I want. doubt we'll ever see it, but, but I'm, I'm sure, sure somebody's going to call yeah. that information. I would like to know. I think I, it would be I'm fascinating sure be, to find it's, out. It's going to be obscene, like 1.1 million orders, Jesus. and we had 2,300 units. That's <laughs> madness, man. Well, I guess we're going to find out here coming up. Yeah. Have you, any of you guys ever had something pre-ordered get pulled out from under you? Like had the rug pulled out from under you on it? 
Uh, I, I try and not pre-order as much as possible, yeah. just because of situations like this. Um, but the times that I have, no, I, I haven't had that happen. No, to me, the time I read that happened was I was standing on the rug. I pre-ordered. And they just pulled it. Oh, that never, didn't happen. Never pre-order. <laughs> never <laughs> pre-order Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> you can pre-order rugs. <laughs> No, I've never had this happen to me because I don't pre-order anything. Yeah, I don't anymore. There was a time, one, once upon a time, some 10 years ago I used to, but uh, I stopped doing it when everything turned into cheap plastic junk and I realized GameStop was a Unless thief. Unless it's digital because I got Grim Fandango already. There you go. <laughs> See, that's worth picking up, man. That's a, that's yeah, a good game. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. So, you can tell. I've you never played it. <laughs> oh, wow. You're in for a treat, sir. Yeah. I mean, I like all the the really old LucasArts stuff. Like, uh, Day of the Tentacle is probably one of my favorite games. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm really hoping that this is going to be. They, they did that. have a golden age for a minute there, and then it just kind of. Yep. And unfortunately, Probably that's right sad. before Grim Fandango came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad times. Also, those of you out there that uh, if any of our listeners at home got burned by this, you know, write in and let us know. It'd be interesting to hear what your experience has been or what you're going uh, to do. Are you going to take your business elsewhere? Are you going to spend your fifty bucks? Are you? I mean, what are you going to do with this? Spend fifty dollars on the season three of. Walking Dead, and then take your business somewhere else. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Send your emails to Living Showcase Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That's funny. All right, coming in at number two, Nintendo Closing Club Nintendo. Um, this was this was actually through a, a press email that Nintendo sent out directly, and then Goat also notified me. Um, Nintendo prepares to discontinue Club Nintendo Rewards Program, a new loyalty program to be announced at a later date. Flipnote Studio 3D offered to Club Nintendo members. Um... Wario was quoted saying, Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Man, a few words, that one. <laughs> so, the, the press email, for those of you that didn't see it or hear it, that went out, uh, essentially reads like this. After more than six years of delivering fun Nintendo-themed rewards to its members, Club Nintendo is preparing to shut down. Nintendo's loyalty rewards program... Um, Rewarded members with a variety of items such as downloadable games, Nintendo posters, or character figures in exchange for coins that members earned by registering products or completing surveys. Club Nintendo members in the United States and Canada can earn additional coins to the end of March and can redeem these coins to the end of June. Nintendo of America will be announcing a new customer loyalty program at a later date. Then they went on to thank everybody and, you know, talked about some of the physical rewards they got coming out at the end of February before they shut the program down. So enjoy your calendar. There you go. Yeah, I, I said... I- I don't think anybody cares. I think this is actually good because we had an episode a while back where we Nintendo Club of Nintendo has sucked for several years. Yes, they did do really well for a while. They yeah. sent out some kind of unique. Yeah, they had the, things. the Mario hat and then nothing else. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah listeners uh, can go back and look for episode number seventy-one titled "Nintendo Doesn't Give a Shit." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, apparently that, we were right. Yeah, that, that, that clues you in on how that episode went. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think actually we we featured some of that in the the best of 2014 mm-hmm. Christmas episode too. Yeah, there was a yeah. little bit of that, a snippet of that in there too. But I mean, I'm glad it's going. Like they need to retool it, and whatever the hell they had, it was dead, and just put the the horse out the the shotgun or whatever you do with those. See, now I'm concerned because so I want to try force tattoo and then be done. With it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like they they already had. All the infrastructure, because I mean, like, what what gamers, from what I understand, most people wanted out of Club Nintendo is what everybody but North America had and out of Club Nintendo. Yeah, like the the, the like what Jet what, what Japan cool had, stuff. and I think Jet even Boy like Boy Japan. You heard me. And, uh, <laughs> and, I don't know that franchise. <laughs> Small company coming soon to a two DS near you. <laughs> and um, I think even like Europe's like version of Club yeah, Nintendo was better. Had cooler yeah. shit than we did. We got yeah. the plastic crap or all digital last year. Yeah. So the the thing that concerns me about this is that they already had 
the infrastructure in place mm-hmm. in, in North America and like the the know how to do it because of the rest of the world on how to give gamers what they actually wanted out of Club Nintendo. So for them to put their hands up and say, "Guess what? We're giving up. We'll be figuring something else out later." It's not going to be good. I mean, because yeah. if it was going to be good, they would have just used what they already had yeah, and made and Club adjusted, Nintendo yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes you wonder. I'm, I'm, I would love to know whether this is just because if the, if the rewards were constantly degrading over time, was this just an issue of the fact that maybe uh, the cost to produce some of the stuff they were including in what they were mailing out, maybe it was just too expensive? Or I mean, I, I really wonder. Maybe not enough people were redeeming. You know, I think that's it. I think the fact. I think actually both those are it. You didn't have enough interaction because Club Nintendo's not really wasn't really like widely advertised. Like you either knew about it or you didn't. Like if you've opened up your game and you're like, "What the that's fuck is this?" The only place I ever saw it was yeah. you know, the inserts that come with so, the games. Yeah, so that, that wasn't not a lot of advertisements. So you have low low input, and then without that input, you don't you can't afford to make output. And I think that's where it all went down. Yeah, it's definitely kind of a chicken and egg problem. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's but yeah, a Nintendo I, marketing problem that is yeah. very real yeah. <laughs> on multiple levels. Because come to think of it, I don't ever think I've ever seen a single mention of it on my Wii U, ever. No, nope. and they don't I, really and plug it. No. Now, now, this is like, just real quick sidebar. Have you, you go, uh, do you guys have a Wii U? Any of you guys? Uh, you, I'm the upper, I don't have a Wii U, no. Do you have a Wii U? I'm getting one okay. soon. Okay. I um, have one once. Okay. So, um, so just you. So apparently just me, mm-hmm. and this is a new thing, Charlie. Charlie so you guys might not know this. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wii U gamepad has become a billboard. It will turn on by itself every now and then to pop up a Nintendo advertisement. That yeah. is that's so awesome. bizarre and mildly intrusive. That's it's awesome. Like Mario says, stop masturbating so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I did. Never mind. Um, <laughs> like I've only seen that one twice. <laughs> no, you know what would be a better use of that creepy intrusion? Speaking of masturbation. <laughs> Whoa! That's what I know. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. taking this somewhere. Okay. I'm taking this somewhere. I too. believe you're taking me somewhere, on, which is why I'm concerned. I, I, I run, Charlie. Let him finish. Okay. <laughs> I run, oh, that was awful, dude. That was so good. Um, <laughs> especially because you're asking me to hold on. Exactly. Oh, oh, it keeps getting worse. You started it's this. It's just oh god. What it's have the I done? Train all over I again. Know, the fucking Pandora's box. Um, <laughs> So whatever you want to call it, I, re- I did read an article. It was about two weeks ago, just in passing, while I was researching news, where they were. It, it was a, a poll that asked how many percentage of people on. Yes, we're laughing at a poll. I know, of course you are. Yes, we're all adults here. Yes, we are. Um, it was it was a a, a census of sorts, a, 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 a collection of information. Definitely not a poll. Definitely not. A, not I'm not going to say it again. It was a line graph to check and see who uh, amongst the three current generation systems was using the browsers that are built in to surf porn. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, right. I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, who, who, uh, Microsoft won by a landslide uh, with with. You know, the Internet Explorer that's built in. Dirty, dirty Internet Explorer. Um, <laughs> the PlayStation 4 came in second. And then I think it was like 6% of the people poll, it was like, uh, who were asked. I think it was like 0.6%. Yeah, yeah, it was like next to nothing was using, you know, the, the browser the on the Wii. Didn't the DS have more than the Wii U? I, think it, I it wouldn't be shocked yeah. at all. I think it had like 9%. But with, but with the Wii U, 69%. you just made me realize that the creepiest possible thing that can happen is if you are part of that 0.6% at home fapping on the, on the system there to have the gamepad come on with Mario staring right at you. Or Toad is going, 
So, um, yeah, long wind up to that pitch, but uh, I, I just, it creeps me out, yeah. that idea. It's not good. They need to not yeah. do that with the advertising yeah. on the billboard. But, bringing it back, <laughs> I, the, fa- the fact that, they're, that, they're, that the Wii U is now my own personal Nintendo advertisement platform. Oh, um, I thought the, the, you were going somewhere else. Oh, no. no. It's my um, own personal entertainment device. No. Currently, at this point in time, it's used more for advertising than it is for playing games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you did the Flash Little Club Nintendo thing up there. Exactly, which is the point I was trying to get to. Thank you. Um, you know, it, it's, I mean, well, you know, apparently this decision has been in the works for, 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 for a while. Like, stuff like this doesn't happen overnight. But, um, but yeah, the fact that they've got Usually this. Usually happens there. at night, though. That's because of the time change. Okay. Um, <laughs> Well, oh, because it's Japan. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Kind yeah. Of. Um, I was just talking about masturbating. Oh, we're, we're not. We're not. <laughs> we're back at Club Nintendo. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Put it down, Luigi. Put it down, Danny. <laughs> I see what you mean by trying to throw your hosts off. I get it. I, I see you're you're quite good. Uh, That's what I do. Um, yeah, the fact, jam. The, the fact that they jam again, really. <laughs> the fact that they haven't um, advertised this much yeah. or at all on the Wii U, I think, says a lot. I, I, I get I get the feeling that they've known for a while this was probably gonna go away but they they were never really good at advertising it and if they're yeah. going to go through the trouble of breaking it down and build a new program then what the hell are they possibly going to put in place of this you know hold on yeah. wait hold on they were they, they've never been good at advertising we have the wii u nobody knows what the hell that is they have the new 3ds nobody knows what the hell that is like they're horrible at naming things that you would want to look at <laughs> so dumb. Huh? yep yeah no that's that might be the worst piece of hardware i think nintendo's yeah. ever produced that and the virtual boy Hey, you leave the virtual boy alone. <laughs> she had a long red road. <laughs> yeah, she did. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping whatever it is they put together for uh, for the new program is better. Maybe they're just going to... No, instead of promising awesome mm-hmm. things and giving you shit, maybe they're just going to promise shit and give you shit, and then everybody won't be upset or, <laughs> yeah, or bothered by it. That's, that's true. Give it June, they'll... they'll announce Nintendo Club and it'll be something where you get <laughs> coins per se and you might get handouts digitally per se but it's nothing like Club Nintendo. So coming June Nintendo's e-sticker club. Yes. Here's a yeah, solution. It. I got a perfect solution for this. Everybody who registers two games let okay, let's say like a certain amount of games per year or a 6 month period gets a free subscription to Nintendo Power and they bring it back. So people have a, like something to look forward to. Besides just something like they have to or save up for. Even like, give them fucking 20 bucks in the eShop every yeah. year. Yeah. Like, here's 20 bucks, go blow it in the eShop. Yeah. I'm kind of curious if, if for, for listeners you that are trying to... Yes, do you, do you? That's the, that should be the mailbag question. With you. <laughs> do you know what curiosity is? No. Uh, Someone tell us, please. <laughs> If you all do, did you guys ever use Club Nintendo, you know, as 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 a service? And if you no, are going to use a new now. program, what would what would you like to see Nintendo offer to people? You know <laughs> what I mean, in terms of uh, this new program they're putting together. I want them to come to every Toys R Us and give out the Mew Pokemon to your Game Boy, like they did back in the day. Yeah, I don't know. That but have it literally be the exact same thing. So everybody yeah. out with a free yeah. yes. with a, a transfer yeah. cable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went oh, to one of those, awesome. actually. I did, too. <laughs> that was a weird thing for a minute, wasn't it? Remember they used to do the original Xbox, those big, bulky memory units for the Xbox? Yeah. Yeah. And you could go to the kiosks at like GameStop and stick it in and download yep. stuff for that? Yeah. I never did it. Nope, no. I never I did that. anybody ever did it. I bought one. And I also did. I also didn't do the thing when I had my DS, the thing where you could bring your DS there, and they have like those little like like super low-power like Wi-Fi hotspots where you could use your DS and get online and download demos and stuff like that. I did that. Okay, I did that because my friend Josh worked at a games crazy, 
Okay. Yeah, the, the Hollywood video one. Right. He worked at a game crazy and they had one and I would just always come in and just hang out with him because he was the only one there. And so you I did it by proxy of convenience. You did, yeah. You didn't like, I've got to stop out this weekend. No. <laughs> he was already <laughs> loitering. While he was loitering, he decided to make it a profitable visit. <laughs> Which was stupid because uh, since he worked there and he didn't care, he's just like, yeah, some guy traded this in, you just take it. I don't want to put it in our system. Oh, lucky <laughs> you. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll build something better. Guess we're gonna find out. Here's something. Uh coming in at number one this week, Xbox One is going to be uh streaming to Windows ten. Uh you can you can stream your Xbox One games now to Windows ten um with the, the free upgrade that they're gonna be putting out. You can't do it now. This year. Well no when it when it happens. <laughs> when it when it's possible. Charlie, um, when does when it when does uh, Windows 10 come out? They haven't. Okay, so the um, they basically just did their public reveal of it, which is which is where this information came from this last week. Um, um, and then um, I would expect to see it probably this this 2015 holiday season around then, probably like September, October, November, somewhere in there. I think I'm going to um, wait for Windows 9. Uh, th- literally, it's never going to happen. <laughs> no, I'll wait. You're going to be waiting a very long time. <laughs> For anybody who's confused, they've literally skipped. There will never be anything called Windows 9. We're going straight from Windows 8 to Windows 10. Um, there, there are some funny technical reasons behind that decision, but I won't bore this audience with that. Um, but so, uh, yeah, the, the gist of this is that it's basically going to work. Uh, it's, it's the exact same idea as streaming from your PS4 to your Vita. Exact same thing, except you're going to be, do- yeah. be able to do it from your Xbox One to any Windows 10 um, PC or tablet. So, so in a way, they're they're kind of adding something that that you know competing companies offer in some form or another. Um, but I, I a lot of people seem really excited about this, and I mean the way Microsoft seems to be handling Windows this time around is they're treating it less like just a a hard uh, operating system that you can buy and put on the system. They're trying to turn Windows into a uh, like a, a service, more of a like you know subscription based type service you can buy into. You know what I mean? Seems interesting. So, Charlie, does that mean like your dream of playing Xbox One in your bedroom on a tablet will be a reality? Yep, absolutely. Provided I have Windows 10 tablet, yes. Whoa. Yeah, I know. It's I'm I'm really freaking excited for it. Um, <laughs> judging by that bag that you have underneath the table, you can get one for about sixty bucks now. That's true. The wind book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There, there's a local store on here called Micro Center that has um, these uh, little. Little tiny, 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 wind, like like super light power Windows uh, eight tablets that are literally like they they start at like sixty bucks. I'm sh- I'm I, I can't imagine that this particular feature would work well on one of those. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah but yeah the um, all of the lag yeah now the uh, a couple other uh you know, some of the stuff isn't super game related but just related to Windows ten I wanted to just run over real quick the uh, the other super exciting thing um that came out of um out of uh, the Microsoft uh, announcement this last week is that Windows ten is going to be a free upgrade for anybody who owns Windows 8 or Windows 7. Which are also free upgrades. Sorry? Windows 7 to 8 is a free upgrade. No, it's not. Nope, that is not a free upgrade. No. That that is a give me your goddamn wallet upgrade. It was was very cheap when it initially came out, but it wasn't free, and it's not free anymore. Um, But uh, for Windows 8 to 8.1, that was a free upgrade. Unless you like to surf the digital seas? Well... (laughs) That, that's a different conversation. <laughs> but um, but uh, this will be a legitimate free upgrade. I'll put it that way. Because I did, I did mine through Pirate Bay, and the crack, <laughs> the crack that I did, as soon as I upgraded to Windows 8, uh, it played a whole bunch of Star Trek sounds, which was awesome and very unexpected. Confusing. So it's like, click run, I wait for a couple seconds, I'm looking at my phone, and then just... <laughs> all these Star Trek sounds came on, and it was very, very confusing. 
Gamer Hater Radio does not endorse piracy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, now the other, uh, the other really super cool thing that came out of um, out of this Microsoft announcement is the reveal of something uh, that um, Microsoft's take on virtual reality. Um, basically, their their competitive piece to the Oculus Rift, which is um, but it's, it's it's entirely different take. So this is called Hololens. Um, now, what this basically is is this is a visor that you put on, but it's clear, so you can see it's it's not screens in front of your face, so to speak. You can see the room around it, but it is l- true augmented reality. It's an overlay. It's an overlay on top of the real world around you, and yeah. you look mega cool. Yes, yeah, you, you do. do. Um, the uh, the other funny thing about this is if you've seen Back to the Future Two, <laughs> the, the the visor that Marty puts on at one point it literally looks exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's crazy. <laughs> Somebody up there hoverboards lo- confirmed. as a kid. Yeah. There you go. And considering that movie took place in 2015, it you know whatever seems oddly um, appropriate. Yeah, um, but no, the um, I, I I heard I listened to some other interviews um with some uh, some of the other podcasts I listened to. Um, uh, if Living you showcase if, podcast. Uh, <laughs> I do listen to that podcast, but this is not what I'm referencing. Um. Uh, if you want a little bit more detailed information, check out Windows Weekly. It's one of the the Twit uh, this week in tech podcasts um, with Apotherot. Um, uh, you know they, they they go they they spend an entire hour, entire hour talking about this conference. We won't we won't do that here. But um, they were just gushing about it. They were like, you know, when, when I first saw it, when I first saw the demo video, like it just seemed like okay, yeah, this is a pipe dream, yada yada yada. But then they tried it, and these are real people, and these are like 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 Paul Therot, He's a pretty like he's a pretty he, he's a guy that's hard to please. This is a guy that like reviews and talks about Windows for a living, and even he bashes Microsoft and Windows on a pretty frequent basis. So I mean, yeah. like, he he's not a shill by any means whatsoever, and he was just talking about how really really impressive it was. Um, Did he help save the rebels? I don't know. What he did do is he played a demo that was related to Minecraft, and so so on the overlay. It's called Minecraft, and it was a Hitler demo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> no, I, I can't play that. Um, he so he was looking through the visor at a room, and so like uh, the um, I guess some like sticks of dynamite from like the Minecraft world came up, and um, they he like he like blew them up, and like a piece of the wall blew up, and he could see through this real wall into the world of Minecraft, and as he would walk around, the perspective would shift appropriately, and just like it's it just sounds like until wait, he wait, ran cool. into it. Pro- well, if that happened, he didn't mention. Everybody's but, um, really excited about this thing, but the the one sort of to offer a counter perspective on the the hype of it, mm-hmm. there a lot of people are concerned that they're not going to be able to find developers who are willing to spend the time getting to know um, the the hardware, how it works, and how they can build games around it. Uh, sure. I'm all for this. If they can do this, I think it would be awesome. But yeah. there's a bit of a concern as to whether or not there's so going to be support for it. They're afraid of the Wii U syndrome. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, anything like this, I, I, I'm, I'm sure this isn't going to be like the next Xbox kind of a thing. You know, like this is coming out of Microsoft Research Division. This is the same division that um, demoed that Illumarum, I think it was called technology, um, before, oh, yeah. which is where they projected like the game world, like around Wasn't that your be TV. Part of Xbox One. Um, it was, it was, it was a tech demo, you know, same kind of thing using the Xbox one. Um, it was never like announced as like, you know, a scheduled product or anything like that, but it was demoed using the, the one Xbox thing one. I, as think a, they, they, I do remember them mentioning in regards to that though, is, is that it could work in tandem with the connect. The, the two right. things could work together, but right, they never right. promised it would come out. Exactly. I'm really excited to watch other people use this yeah. and flip out over nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now the uh, so so you know it's w- with anything like this it's it's exciting from a technology standpoint and just from you know just watching people like 
like come up with new things. Because I mean, it, it's you know wh- whether or not we'll actually see a product like this come out of Microsoft. I mean, like who knows? But the fact that they're working on this and the fact that it's working so well, I mean, you know, like you know, I think everybody, everybody who knows what this phrase means wants gaming to eventually be the holodeck. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, oh yeah. You know, so it's uh. Goat shakes his head no. <laughs> what, what's wrong? Guys? Offer your rebuttal. <laughs> well, that means he's going to have to exert physical activity to do this. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a big Wii fan. wasn't a big Connect fan. And the holodeck is just, there's always problems. What if oh, you're driving works. while wearing this, and suddenly it does the blue screen of death? <laughs> well, then that would be a problem. How do I control all the deletes? <laughs> <laughs> Try to do that while walking up the stairs. <laughs> Which is a funny... So uh, you just jump to the left to respawn? Yeah, maybe. Um, the... Uh, the funny thing about that is that one of the comments about um, some people who are watching the Microsoft presentation is that their slides that they had up, like talking about the bullet points, looked a lot like a like a modern blue screen of death. <laughs> <laughs> so there was some conjecture over like that was Microsoft's like some subliminal like this is no longer a bad thing to look at anymore. <laughs> it's so, pleasing yeah. now. <laughs> but um, yeah, some really 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 awesome stuff coming out of Microsoft this last week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, between those two things, they're also talking about you know just how how heavily my uh, you know Windows 10 is going to tie into Xbox, and we've touched on that a little bit in the last couple yeah. episodes. But they're now starting to put out information as to how those things are going to tie in, and giving you an idea of kind of what the interface for that looks like. And it sounds like it's it, it, if it's if it works properly, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty reliable thing, pretty interesting thing. I hope it is. I really want it to do something interesting. So. I'm just confused on if they knew all this. Obviously, they knew Windows 10 was going to you know happen, and they knew that they were going to integrate it into the Xbox One so heavily. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just call it the Xbox 10? Because um, there will be a Windows after Windows 10, and then the Xbox 10 doesn't make sense anymore. Well, I mean, like, well, Xbox One makes little sense to begin with. But, you know. <laughs> Why don't they just call it Xbox Windows? Listen, Microsoft is the only company in the world that's worse at naming than Nintendo. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's it's uh, you know, you know, Windows Server 2012 release to you know, subsection B Alpha Data Center Edition. I mean, like, they have the so worst names in the world. Things like Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, using as, as many verbs and as, and adjectives yeah, as possible. It's yes. true. But, uh, uh, the, I think I think um, you know from what I could tell, everybody's expecting them to kind of talk a little bit more about at least a couple of these things uh, come March for GDC. So you know maybe we'll get some more information more on that coming on the, up on the Windbox. Yeah, maybe. All right. So last week, uh, last week we got into a discussion um, that led to a question about uh, game morality systems. So uh, let's talk about that, shall we? Morality systems in gaming. So, to be clear, this is when you're playing a game and basically the, the game will give you a choice, um, typically usually very clearly visually labeled, which is the uh, good guy choice and which is the bad guy choice, um, often accompanied with a meter, uh, so that as the game goes, you'll see just how good or just how evil you're getting. And uh, usually the game, um, the, the, the storyline and the way that people treat you, and sometimes, sometimes even the endings, um, to various degrees, will differ based on your choices during the game. So... What do you think about morality systems, John? Um, I like them. I think that they are very slowly getting better over time, but I think that it's something that's been done enough now that, with the exception of honestly, uh, you know, Bioware and you know the Telltale games, you don't you're not seeing a lot of it as much as you used to five or six years ago or even ten years ago. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure they'll be around in the form that we know them for terribly much longer because it's been done to death but i like them i think it gives you and an, as long as the choices you make get, do have a genuine impact on the story um i feel like they're a really cool thing to have you know 
certainly ups the replayability of the game you're buying. You know, if you're going to spend money on it, if done correctly, yeah. yeah. I've, um, you know, I've, we, you know, just to reiterate kind of what I said before last time, it just kind of depends on how well it's done and how much it really makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, like, because you know, there's you you have a game like Mass Effect where it, um, you know, the the ending choices that you're given are. Like the, the choices that you make really don't make any difference on the ending choices that you're given. I mean, no, like, it's, it's more a, cosmetic than anything. Yeah, so yeah. So there's that, but then there's a game like Infamous where it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and um, not really though. Uh, no, okay. Now to be fair, I haven't played Infamous. That's just my understanding. So if I, if I'm wrong, well, you know. I haven't played it either. But from what I understand is Infamous One, you played through it and you got to pick your good or evil ending, uh, which was fine. But when Infamous Two came out, they everyone that wanted to do the evil ending just got left in the dust. Yeah. So what I really don't like about oh, morality so, system. Oh, so you're saying that Infamous Two, basically the story took place as if everybody had taken the good yeah, ending. Yeah, they, Infamous they made One. A choice. And oh, I'm sure okay. that was based on a statistical decision. I'm sure they probably collected that information okay. and said, "Well, most people." It was, but you know. still, it it. I actually really don't like morality systems in games. Really? Okay. Um, it it's too obtrusive i don't like seeing that little meter of karma coming up on fallout or whatever where you know you're making a bad choice you should just know um unless it's a game that kind of tries to hide it which i don't think has really been done yet i really want to see a game where you make little minute decisions here and there that aren't like clearly defined as oh this is the good choice this is the bad choice but it does overall affect everything that you're gonna do so I see you. <laughs> I, I, we've got we've, yeah. we've got words. I think uh, I, I, I think John. I'm going to guess that you and I are, are thinking the same thing, and go. You might be too, um, because the, the 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 one game company that I think does do exactly that. They hide Telltale. It. Telltale. Mm-hmm. Telltale. Yeah, because they don't have any sort of meter to tell no, you like whether you're not right. whether you're good they're or bad, but your decisions. Dust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is great. I love that because right now with all the uh, morality systems that I've explored in games, is that it's. Two sides of an extreme. You're either clearly defined as good or clearly defined as bad. Yeah, yeah. And even if you try to stick with the middle ground, like let's say Bioshock, if you harvest the, the girls or or not, um, you clearly get one or one out of the two endings. And I don't like that you're kind of shoehorned in one direction or the other. I wish you were able to explore different situations definitely telltale games then i mean even i'm i'm only playing my second telltale game right now and maybe it's because i'm like neck deep in the middle of wolf among us but there are instances in that story where i made a decision because i I felt like that's what i wanted to say sometimes i've made decisions because it's what i felt like bigby wanted to say or would Mm -hmm. say and then sometimes even though that felt like the logical thing to say or the right thing to say if someone was being an asshole to you the consequence of saying that or the way that that character reacted kind of made you go, well, fuck, man, maybe I was too hard on my answer. And that, yeah, I love it can that. make That's you great. have that reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's they are pretty subtle about yeah. that telltale. Yeah. And there's no morality meter, you know. <laughs> and some of the decisions you make that do change the direction of things may not. You chose something that seemed completely, you know, innocuous, that, that wasn't that yep. big of a deal. And it really just hard. It makes a hard left turn in the story and changes yeah. The, you know that's the, the way it should be. So, yeah it's good i yeah. like they, the bridging they're getting path better at it than, yeah. than a lot of other people have been i i especially like the point that you made danny about how it's it shouldn't be as in your face like you're making a good choice you're making a bad choice right just, yeah. you know it's it having it be more subtle like a person should know whether or not it's a good or bad choice i think you, you've got a really good point i definitely agree with you on that now uh, another thing that i wanted to bring up is that um games with morality choices don't really make me feel like i'm doing something bad or i'm doing something good because lots of times 
when I'm killing people in a game, it's fun. So <laughs> well, I don't really feel bad for doing it. Like, really, the only game that I've played, which I don't want to spoil too much about it, um, that made me feel bad, it didn't have a morality system whatsoever. It was forced choice, and I felt terrible about it afterwards. And that's The Last of Us. Mm. Towards yeah. the end of that game... I really don't want to spoil it, but I felt really bad, I know, and there wasn't I anything that I could do about, about yeah. it, which I thought was amazing, because I would rather have one solid experience, one linear path. I'm one of those guys that I would much rather have a linear experience, where it's something that someone else chose, and it does make you feel a certain emotion. And with all the like free-roaming, ones, free-roaming games and big open-world games, I don't really like those, because I get kind of overwhelmed with everything sure and especially if they add on a morality system because i don't feel bad about blowing up megaton that was fun (laughs) you massacred a whole town in fallout 3 polar opposite i couldn't do it like while he's sitting there with the briefcase open giving you the option i'm looking in that that general direction going yeah, I spent so much time there early on, right at the beginning of the game. Those are my friends. Such nice yeah. people there. And I mean, I, I my brother, of course, we yeah. talked about that last week. He was just like, boom, he didn't even hesitate. He pushed the button and then cackled while the town went yeah. up. Yeah, neither did I. And then you saw your karma meter slowly yeah. rising, which yeah. is another thing is that if you steal from someone to fall out, your karma meter slowly rises. If you blow up Megaton, it doesn't rise that much more. Like the the levels of extremities yeah, well, nuking are an entire that town of people. It should fly all the way to the right and explode out of the side of the like, TV. You insulted Sally. Oh darn! And then it just yeah. rises up four ticks. And then you blew up the whole fucking town. And then you're like five ticks. Really? That's I, I called her a cunt, but that's about it. I had him reload that section though and watched the nuclear explosion several times at night because it was at that time. Time at least was graphically stunning. Like I was like, oh my god, oh, yeah. real time nuclear explosion. So you yeah. felt bad about not doing it, and then you really wanted to watch it well, over I mean, and over it again. again. It's like push it in, do it again. <laughs> you you that, asshole, you that, do it. That, that's siblings right there. I, yeah. I'm the good guy. I don't like what you're doing, but that looks really cool. Yeah, keep doing Every what you're doing. I went, I went, hey man. So so, so if I had to guess, when you guys, if if you did play cops and robbers, I'm assuming you were most often the cop. He's a villain. Yeah, worst villain ever. <laughs> but yes, a villain, nonetheless. No, I mean best villain ever. I nuked everybody all the time. Forever. Go, what about you? What do you, what do you think about morality systems in games? I don't know. Like, I, I, everything that's been said that I agree with. Like, like the whole, like, I love Fable and all that and the morality and I'm used to it and stuff like that. But, like, the extreme, the extremes there. Like, the whole, like, you could help the old lady across the street. Or you could mow her down with a bus. Like there needs to be a little less of a gap there. Yeah, <laughs> like you could help her across the street, or you could throw her across the street. <laughs> yeah. You know, That's I mean, like this, they need to bring it down a little bit. But yeah. I mean, I think uh, Fable's really cool in, in exploring the morality system because your character changes as yeah, you that, become that's a good way yeah. of, A visual representation. Oh, yeah. well, my, my my actual goal there is to get the horns as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> that so you're throwing her to and from the street. <laughs> I mean, Bioware did do that. Uh, the first game I could remember there being like a an extreme like. Good or bad, mm-hmm. light and dark was Knights of the Old Republic, yep. and you did see physical changes there. And in in mm-hmm. Mass Effect, you definitely took on a more yeah, sinister like that, look, you know. But that was about as far as it went. Yeah, there wasn't I, much. I like, the, I like the fact that you get angel wings in Fable if you go good, and this blue thing aura, or you get yeah. horns and a red aura in Fable. I'm like, yeah, there's no, no, no gray area of what you've done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is very and the dude yeah. turns into like some sort of. D 
demon looking fella there. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. hoist that off on anybody else. Yeah, That's, you yeah, you hit that line. I like, that, and I like the fact. The one thing I do like though is like that plays in the fable is like once you get to like super demon guy, like people just freak the fuck out because they see yeah, you. Yeah, they don't want to be around and you. Like, yeah. They just book it away from you. I'm like, all right, I'm doing something right here. <laughs> so another thing that I wanted to bring up, which uh, John mentioned earlier, is that morality systems are kind of really easy to manipulate. So you can have two different saves going at the same time, yeah. And you can have one is good, one is bad, where you blow up Megaton or you. <laughs> Uh, you know, walk away from it, whatever, where it doesn't give you... I, I I just really want to have one experience with a game. Like, I only played Last of Us once. I only played most of my games once just because I want to have that one experience and not really do anything else. Like, if I played Heavy Rain or... I mean, even Chrono Trigger back in the day, I only wanted that one experience. It's interesting. You definitely represent a very specific perspective on it because... I'm I'm the total opposite of that. I want to play if a game does offer offer multiple paths, it irritates me in a way because I want to play all of them. I just don't have the time. I would yeah. play certain games multiple times. I just don't have the time to mm-hmm. invest. But you know, so now it's with interesting. YouTube, it's very different. You just watch the ending anyway. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Now, see, I, I'm at the point where I I, def- I wish every game had like a choose your own adventure kind of path to it. Um, you know, I'm you know it's. Uh, Danny, I'm like you in as much as I play games for the story. Like, I definitely right. want a story for the game. I don't play for the challenge anywhere. Yeah, anywhere that's why I play Skate 3. Uh, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> um, but um, Riveting story. Yeah, uh, so I hear. Um, but, um, you know, the the thing I like most about morality systems is that it, it makes it so that when you're talking to other people about the game, you have different stories to tell. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, you, you know just, just because of limitations, you know, the stories will never differ that much. I mean, like, you, the, like, you know, the big bullet points are always going to be the same. I don't know, because when we did the Telltale episode, I was a oh, that, lot okay. different than you. Telltale is, is kind of doing, it's kind of, uh, you know, and, and the class apart from the, yeah. you know, the, the, the most of the examples that we're, that we're talking yeah, about. I'm going to play a lot more of those games, because I'm clearly yeah. missing out. Yeah, yeah. I'm missing out. You, man, Wolf Among Us is fantastic. Anything, Anything, on I keep hearing that. this name on for what you're looking for, yeah. it's, it's exactly what you're looking for. You, Just, you know it what, doesn't though? depend yeah. on the content. I have a surprising <laughs> suggestion for people who, who want, and specific, specifically for you, Danny, because you want a linear experience that uh-huh. still offers um, a moral the implications <laughs> of moral decision-making, and you're going to all go, what? Last <laughs> fucking thing on the planet you would ever think. Um, my good friend Ryan recommended to me recently, uh, we, we, I do this thing with a buddy of mine where no play the game, man. Game. <laughs> I, I'm building up suspense. It's, 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 it's a suspense tool. A play. We will exchange games with one another, and he'll say, "Hey, look, I'll play this game at your suggestion if you play this one." And we make sure we haven't already played it, oh, and then we go do it. Yeah, system. kind of an eye for eye thing, and it's worked out really well because mm-hmm. we've suggested some really neat things to each other. And you have um, both It's eyes. actually consequently why I'm playing Witcher now is because of that. That was oh, okay. our trade. Oh, okay. Um, but he had me play Spec Ops: The Line. I've heard really yeah. good things about that. Which, if you, I don't know if you have any of you guys, <laughs> I, I've got. I played like a third of it finish it because okay. i started it before on my own before he made the suggestion and i said the same thing i said ah, i got like about three four hours into it and he's like yeah. no no go back play the whole thing it's not what i thought it was it's far deeper in terms of storytelling and overall presentation than any like war game you've ever played during that era and it got completely overlooked but it's heavy man by the end you're kind of exhausted because it's a heavy game and there's a lot of like moral implications in there and there's multiple endings too so oh, okay. and you can get all of them very easy by just by reloading your save and doing one okay. of a couple of small combinations of things but yeah i, I remember you know we um you know on a, a previous episode back when it was um back you know after it had come out we talked a little bit about this and um 
the uh, the conversation we had at the time is like, yeah, it's it's not what you think it is. Not and, at all. Um, you know, and um, then uh, Microsoft did one of their sales and I picked it up for like five bucks or something like that. Yeah. And so um, thirty like, bucks on Steam right now. I just checked. No. <laughs> well, Still uh, worth it. Give, bucks, give it a couple man. weeks. It'll go oh, wait, on sale yeah. or something. Don't yeah. bother with the multiplayer. It's tacked on trash. Oh, I never do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, uh, yeah, that was that was why I started playing it too. I got like a third in. I was like, I don't see any of this. Like maybe, a, but um, so so it comes later. Like you know, the 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 shift in what the game is, you know, so yeah, to speak. Uh, maybe a little bit less than halfway in, but oh, okay. but the last the last <laughs> third of the game is you you feel it, it, there there were two parts in this game that made me uncomfortable in such a way that most games don't, and re- especially really? in regards to war, because they oh, good. unlike oh, most war games, they treat. They do treat war on that subject as something to be as heavy as it is, and you're, you're kind of horrified by some of the things that you've done by proxy of controlling these oh, characters in the game. So. Okay, I'll have to go back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, that, it's a good that brings point. up another point. You're like five minutes away from the fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <you are. laughs> that brings up another point. Is that um, there isn't enough morality in other games that clearly don't have it? Like you can massacre thousands of people like in Uncharted, and then it's just a happy-go-lucky kind of game. <laughs> and, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. I, yeah. I remember reading something about that years ago. They were just like Nathan Drake is the is the most loved murderer in the face <laughs> yes. of gaming. Yeah. Yeah. He's got what a couple thousand kills a game. Yeah, I, I mean yeah. Over, overall, it's not a small body count. He doesn't That's, even bat an eye. He's just yeah. throwing grenades left and right sure and shooting bitches shooting in the face. And I was defending myself, but yeah, but at the same time, like Duke Nukem then needs a morality. Well, I well, let, let's not get carried away his to begin with. <laughs> and well, what about this? This doesn't affect me, and probably none of you either, but there are some people who have already questionable morality, so I'm, or ethics, whatever, I don't know, so they might not think that something is bad that they're doing in the game, but it clearly is, and then they <laughs> get punished for it. So, Goat, when you're playing games... We're having an argument with our neighbors across the across the hall uh, um, in our apartment complex because they leave their door open constantly and their little kid it just runs throughout the halls like knocking on people's doors and just being a general asshole kid and I told my girlfriend I really wish it was socially acceptable to just throw him off the building <laughs> because I'm so tired of this kid and yeah that would be awesome if I could do that on a game <laughs> But you would never do it in I real life. Yeah, I would yeah. never do it in real life. Real life thing, and yeah, I get it. I've seen people play like morality systems Ooh, in such weird. a way that that they'll go, <laughs> they will do bad things in a game because they would never do it in real life. I've seen people bend that rule because like it's the only time they constantly. get to be. You know, oh, I do that all the time. Like if I if I acted the way I do in games, I wouldn't be sitting here for a very <laughs> long time. Mm. You'd be enjoying a pink jumpsuit. Yes, in the desert. So, so on that note, let's, let's go around. So mm-hmm. when, when you guys play games with morality systems, which way do you usually tend to lean? Goat? Uh, well, let's put it this way. It takes me twice as long to play the good side because I actually had to think what normal people would do. <laughs> there you go. How, how very goat of you. <laughs> that was pretty much an expected answer. Yeah, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it's like, it's, seriously, it's like the whole, if you could kill, kill, okay. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit what you have to say after that. You said kill, kill, you done, moving on. <laughs> they just start to type out the letter K, yeah. and it's like, like, done, okay. Yeah, like, if I, can, if I can shoot you and get rid of you faster, that whatever's the fastest solution to you not dealing with me or you or whatever, yeah, let's, let's do it. Like, the, the whole Megaton thing. I did play Fallout 3 long enough to get to that point. Okay. And it's like, you could blow up. Like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Fucking let's go. Well, who cares? Let's go. Go. I'm really tired of Three Dog's voice on the radio. Just get rid of him. Yeah. There you go. 
so yeah, it's always it's always just easier to be the whole like don't care kill you, don't care kill you. Here we go, here we go. <laughs> See, I find I find it interesting that you say that it's easier because I actually seem to me it seems like it's easier mm-hmm. to play the good route. Yeah. It, it, it seems like developers kind of when they do put in morality systems, it seems like most times, whether it's on purposes or or maybe subconsciously, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it seems like that they put it in place so that if you're the loved hero that everybody wants to you help, you get rewarded. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, it's like uh-huh. the, yeah. the the one example that comes of that. I mean, this wasn't so much a morality system, but like in Watch Dogs, um, you know, in the way uh-huh. that you were treated, like you know, if if you were like the hero. No, oh, if you were like, if you were the, uh, I forget what they called it in the game, but um, you know the, um, you know the, the, the pretty the, boy, yeah, the good yeah, guy. yeah, yeah uh, the good guy that was helping everybody. It's like they wouldn't call the cops on you if they saw you, and if yeah. you, could, you could steal their car, and they would just be like, oh, he probably needs it, you know. It's just, <laughs> I was just gonna bring that up because I get out of my car and they'd freak out. I'd have to like kill like three people before they get to their phones. Yeah, it was annoying. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, it's you know, it, it wasn't so much a morality system in this game as just like you know, as how. How loved you are by the people, mm. and you know it's like when you but were. What's changed the a, a little bit does impact the world. Then you know what? if NPCs are reacting to you. But you know? yes, yeah, it was a pain in the ass. But but I mean, like the game didn't. You know, it, the, the way the environment reacted to you changed, but like the story and the plot, well, yeah. like none of that really changed I mean, based on Watch Dogs. But the um, you know, it's that game specifically uh, is is an example for me of where the game was definitely harder. Go like you were saying about if if you were playing the bad guy. In Watch Dogs, yeah. they definitely wanted you to be the good guy, and so you know it seems like most games, you know, are are that way, where where it's harder if you, you know, if you kill off everybody, like like goat sounds like you. Might in Chicago's defense, they had kind of a reason to be pissed at me. I was in a hurry. I may or may not have gone down Grant Park at may or may not top speed, and may or may not have killed. Probably 200 people standing on the concourse that were in my way. You're supposed to ramp <laughs> off the beat into the Willis Tower. <laughs> I just said Michigan Avenue was a little, little, you know, jammed up 5 p.m. traffic, so I figured Grant Park was the easier, faster route. All right? They had a reason to be mad. And you were right. <laughs> If somebody you know, had ramp off the bean into Willis Tower, <laughs> they were, like, they they the were going to get an achievement for that. <laughs> you didn't hear that shit on this show. It didn't come from here. <laughs> that That's just a crazy person. <laughs> no, that gets the gamer head green light. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Nice. Um, but, uh, but yeah, where most so, of my red came from, just to put that out there. Fair, fair enough. But yeah, so that's why I, I typically play the good route, is that it seems to make the game easier. Because when people, and, and I, I think that kind of goes with, with your personality, too. I mean, like, you know, go, you're kind of a jerk. And so, you God. know. It's, <laughs> wow. See, right there. That right there shows how nice of a guy Charlie is. He could have said you're a fucking asshole. But instead, he called you a jerk. jerk. <laughs> only kind of. Ah, oh, shucks, you're too nice. <laughs> God um, has a lot of Mondays. No, see, I can I can get behind you on that though because as we mentioned last week, I usually do play good side. It, it, I, there are times where I will make decisions in a game based on what I feel like is logical. Like I said, I, I go through this is like this weird three prong thing where one part of me goes, I want to submerge myself in the narrative, and so I will make this decision based on what I would do. And then there are times that I'm like, I've gotten to know this character a little bit, and I feel like this is what he'd say. And then other times it's just like. This is the right thing to do, so I'm going to do the right thing. You know what I mean? So, so you're a scenario by scenario kind of guy. Kind of, but most of the time I do pick the right thing, unless there's an, a character. In almost any instance where they give you the option to punch a character in the mouth, it's usually because that character was being a dick, and you may get penalized for it in some way, but I almost always knock a tooth out if I can. <laughs> so you have your little streaks. So when punching someone in the face isn't killing them, they'll fucking get over it. When you start Half-Life 2, you throw a can at the guard. 
Yes, I do. Every <laughs> time. Just out of curiosity, have you ever had it happen where you um, where you thought you were making the good choice, but it turned out to be the in the game the bad one or whatever? Um, I, I'm sure that I have. I feel like there was an instance in in maybe it was in Mass Effect Two, and I don't remember what the scenario was, but I do distinctly remember going, "God, it was so fulfilling," but. Ah, oh, now I got to deal with this, and I don't remember what it was. If I do recall what it is, I'll bring it up on a future episode. But right now, it eludes me. It's been it's been too long since I played it. So fair enough. Danny, yeah. what about you? I generally like to play the good side until I get bored, and then I just start massacring and not caring. <laughs> That's why a lot of people that do play the bad side, even if they don't, you know, they're they're generally very sweet people. I've seen a lot of people. My brother is one of those people that will cite that he usually plays the bad side because it's more interesting. It's more to, fun okay. to partake in. It's it's a little less predictable. You know what I mean? You so. guys are not helping me. Yeah, because <laughs> I play because it it's just more natural. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Three to one against Goat. Yeah. Hey, hey, you're talking to the guy who was part of the three percent on a decision, uh, in in I think it was season two, Walking Dead. Me and three percent of other players had the same decision. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Remember what it was? I can't remember what it was, but oh, it was man. it was something like, oh, apparently that's not socially acceptable. <laughs> Clementine jumping off a building. <laughs> it was like you killed somebody, or I don't know. It might have been the pregnant check or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So um, unless anybody anybody else has anything they want to throw in, no. Nope. That's what we think of our early systems. Let's see what you guys had to say. All right, so our, our mailbag question this week was, when games have a morality system, which way do you tend to play? And what games have done morality systems well or poorly? Uh, Skylar responds, it depends on the game, to be honest. Mass Effect was the first game that popped into my mind, but then I rethought about it. Basically, in Mass Effect, you either end up being good or bad, regardless of all the choices that are presented in the game. It's predetermined, so the choices you make seem pointless. Which well, sucks. Yeah. Walking Dead, however, has a great morality system because the choices you make truly impact the end of the game. The ending is always different, and that's what I like about it. Uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed 1 and 2 are both games that I loved, but the choices were limited and the ending seemed predetermined regardless of the choice you make throughout the game. Yeah, I didn't even think about Force Unleashed having a morality system. But, yeah, um, that's true. I guess it did. I can, I can see what he means there. Um, I had a couple of responses as well. Uh, Goat, you're not completely alone. Um, in response to that question, um, listener Carlton responded with just... Carlton Banks? Chaos. Nice. That's all he said. There's no, there's no need to extrapolate. Um, Azizi Nicole said, moderate, dark, comical, because it makes for the most interesting character developments. Um, Rebecca Leanne said, I tend to lean towards dark when gaming, but I'll usually play through at least one, uh, at least once on the other side of the fence. I like to get a full scope for how the game can be approached. Um, Ricky Keller, uh, says, I always play as the good guy, even on the second playthrough. On the second time around, I always try to play as a dark, dark or bad, and in that, I really have to actively try to play that way. Normally doesn't last for more than the first hour, and I revert back to being a good guy. I actually do that, too. Um, for the rest of the game anyway, haunted by the tarnish and shame I put on my character in the beginning. I think the reason for this is twofold. In most other games, increasingly so, the further you go back into game history, you're expected to play as the good guy, saving the princess, defeating the evil power, etc., if it is something, um, it is something I and think we all have been trained very well to do. When you're not being good, quote good, it almost feels like you're losing, in my opinion. This isn't true in all cases, but it's hard to shake the idea. And two, characters are always without, are, excuse me, characters are without personality, typically. If you want to lure someone, uh, someone like me into playing as a bad guy, reward me for being a bad guy. Also reward me for being good. But offering different abilities along the same skill tree... Uh, isn't necessarily or really going to cut it. I'd really prefer to see a drastic change in the personality of the character I'm playing 
on one way or the other, sort of like the character turning into the Joker or Batman if he started out as a regular dude. I feel a, a constant reinforcement and drastic playing st style change when choosing a side of the alignment would allow me for more meaningful experience. So far, most, if not all, fall very short for me. Sorry if it was long. <laughs> feel free to sum it up if you choose to mention this. I chose not to, Ricky. Um, you know, and then uh, I had one more response from Sissy Orr. All the games that have a morality system are immediately put in the uh, the multiple playthrough pile. I always have to play through each uh, as each possibility to see how the game changes. I usually start with the evil option because you usually get better rewards for it. Play through again with a mix of good and evil and finish with the good option. Often the games are very different depending on how you choose to act. So everybody kind of seemed to, to have a different set of opinions on how they play it. Some people seem to approach it with... Uh, <laughs> Playing the game three times through, especially for those long games, is just ridiculous. That's hard, man. <clears throat> yeah. If if you've got the time, I'm sure it's fun. Well, but... that, that probably falls in her lol games. Yeah, maybe. And then, of course, we have Songbird writing in. She says, uh, Dear Technotronicorn, Goat, Fallon, Flynn, and Danny, you're actually... Uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Songbird. Uh, mailbag answer. For a large majority of the time, I play as a nice character compared to other possibilities. From my experience, playing as the other side tends to be, tends to be less rewarding and/or unlikable. See, it's funny that she says the opposite thing that the person that you were just reading said about mm -hmm. them saying that the evil version seems to be more rewarding. So, really mixed responses here, which I love. That's good. Um, yeah, that's good. That's how it should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure there are games from. Uh, I'm sure there are games which being a jerk would fit the ball, but none of the games I've played to me felt good to be bad. Uh, frankly, I, I haven't. Hatred. I'm sorry. <laughs> the game hatred. That new one. That's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting. Uh, frankly, I haven't played that many games with moral decisions, but there always seem to be some sort of flaw to a system whenever it tries to aim rewards. Uh, fr from wherever it tries to aim towards. Excuse me. Uh, people say Infamous is too simplistic in its design with being either good or bad, but the true problem was that it was the story for Inf Infamous 2 made the good ending from the previous game canon, leaving the bad one to dust, like we mentioned. Uh, in Animal Crossing New Leaf, there really isn't a morality system, but the goal is to please your fellow villagers to make a great town. No, fuck Tom. No, he's a dick. <laughs> he really is. Um, let's say a villager moves into your town and you don't like them for various reasons, so you decide to be a jerk and repeatedly whack them with a butterfly net. Uh, one would naturally assume they'd move out as soon as possible, but Is that nope. how I get rid of my neighbors? <laughs> you, feel free to try. Um, I'll give it a shot. Instead, the game punishes the player by making said villager less likely to move. Even worse, despite being their best friend, the villagers you want to keep will always ask to move away. Uh, these two examples, though, are the worst to me when it came to moral decision-making. Spoilers to Mass Effect 2 and 3 and Bioshock 2 inbound. So if anybody hasn't played Mass Effect 2 and 3 and Bioshock 2 and plan to in the future, maybe skip ahead a couple minutes. Uh, okay, there isn't. I'm here. What's that? I'm here. <laughs> What's it do? Plug your ears and go. La, 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 no, I'm gonna play them anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, there there are actually two I really don't like from Mass Effect, but for the sake of time, I'll just talk about the Genophage Cure. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'll agree with this one ahead of time. Yeah. Um, in the final act of Morden's mission, uh, you could keep the data that might cure the Genophage or destroy it. You'd think, you'd think keeping the data would be the right thing to do, but nope. The game says that that's the renegade choice. So as a Paragonist. I was at a loss. I ultimately, ultimately picked Paragon by destroying the data after coming to these conclusions. Seeing how sloppy the experiments was worried me that something could be wrong with it, and watching a video of an end result with Morden saying it would take years of work, even with the data, to make a cure which isn't enough time to stop the Reapers. However, all of this logical consideration is thrown out in Mass Effect 3 because Deus Ex Machina, a female who we, don't know, who we didn't know survived the experiments and no longer has the genophage, appears. Naturally, as a Paragonist, I wanted to help make a cure, 
But guess what? It doesn't work out because I didn't pick the Renegade option of keeping the data. What's sad, though, is I haven't even played Mass Effect 3 because of this, so I need to go back and play Mass Effect 2 again to prevent this from screwing me and the Korgon over. I don't uh, understand any of that. That's, that's good. No, no spoilers for you. Yeah. Unless you play through them, it's it, it, you. You won't know. What I thought it you is. were talking about the game Deus Ex for a while. I'm like, oh. what the hell is going on? <laughs> uh, the most vexing moral decision came from Bioshock 2. I'll try to keep it light because it's a rather sensitive issue. It turns out an antagonist that's trying to kill you was previously an intelligent person, Gilbert Alexander, who unfortunately made several decisions which resulted him essentially becoming a large psychotic fetus who calls himself Alex the Great. After learning more about Gilbert through recorded messages, he asks you to end him so that he may be at peace as abort as you confront. Uh, that's not what it says. Um, as, well, if he's a fetus, as you confront what's no longer him. Now it's actually still debated if killing him will net you the bad ending. But what's most intriguing is, in order to get a certain achievement slash trophy, you need to spare him. By the way, the reward is called Savior. Uh, my favorite moral choice came from the Overlord DLC for Mass Effect 2. As you're about to free someone from a lab who's basically trapped in something that came from the movie Clockwork Orange, another person tries to shoot you dead. After avoiding being hit at point-blank range, you can pick a quick-time Paragon choice, which you use your gun to slap that guy across the face. It felt so good being able to do that while still being morally correct. <laughs> Making me think of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, putting morality aside, I want to ask Goat, are you going to sneak into Nintendo World to get all the Amiibos? <laughs> what? What just happened? <laughs> How do we go from slapping the guy in the face with a gun to me going morals. to what? No morals. Uh, I, I, think we've, I think we've just moved on to the song for question portion of the email. Oh, wow. Okay. What, what's going on now? <laughs> um, are you going to sneak into Nintendo World to get all the Amiibos? N no. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was, that was a very anticlimactic answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I'm most afraid to ask out of fear of being traumatized again, but Mr. Flynn, have you come up with a song <laughs> that you hate from a game? Additionally, someone out there needs to enlighten him of the greatness of Mario Kart 64. Rainbow Road 64 forever! Look, to be fair, I, I, I did give a very um, broad answer during the Evening with Fallon Flynn livestream to that question. To be clear... I don't think that all Nintendo 64-era <laughs> games have bad music. I'll, I'll list one as an example that I think has stellar music. Jet Force Gemini has outstanding music for that oh, time. that was good. There nice. were plenty of N64 games that had mm. great music. And I like Mario Kart had a lot of fun music on yeah. the N64, so I'm not, I'm not bashing on the games. But some of them were shit. Um, but I did actually consequently go back and look into my library of games to go, what do I like? What makes me cringe when I hear music in games? And I came up with a couple of answers. Um, for those of you that might remember, they took some of the, the chunks of voiceover work from uh, the, the voice actor who played, you know, Cole, the Cole Train in mm. Gears of War, and they, they edited it together into a really bad hip-hop track. I mean, it's so bad. It's, it's corny. It's cheesy. It's, I'm sure they did it as a joke, but it's painful to listen to. One. <laughs> obnoxious piece of music I could remember in a game in some time is the character select music for Marvel vs. Capcom 2 
For those of you out there that play fighting games and remember this game, I'm sure Mr. Brian Lesser probably oh, yeah. remembers and knows exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. But it's these like really funky, cheesy, uh, like funk horns, somewhere between funk and jazz horns. <laughs> With a little bit of like maybe piano like in the background. John Cena's theme song. Yeah, with with this lady yelling at you, "Gonna take you for a ride." I'm gonna take you for a ride. I'm gonna take you for a ride. And I'm like, but where are we going? I don't want to go. <laughs> this sounds like Robot Pony Unicorn it's Attack or whatever it is. <laughs> much rather play that game and listen to the song that was in that game the that game was so song great. that was in there no the thing is is i don't think this was a joke this is just what they <laughs> yeah, picked right and uh you youtube it you'll hear what i'm talking about marvel versus capcom 2 character select I'll, I'll, I'll put the music in the episode here as oh, you're talking about you're yeah. hero, charlie <laughs> um but those are probably two of the, the primary examples that i could think of that are just horrible horrible music in games i'm sure i could we could probably do a feature on that if we really wanted to but it's not good. <laughs> Listen to both of those and cringe. Well, they will be. So yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, okay. And then Songbird asks, uh, "Which games did you first experience moral decisions?" Uh, mine was Shadow the Hedgehog. Unfortunately, got ten different endings just to get to the true ending. Um, so, John, I know you mentioned that the first game that you came across morality system was uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. That I can remember. I think yeah. that's my answer. Also, um, that's the first one that I can remember that had um, that had a significant. Morality it was intentional. That I can think of. They touted it. They pointed yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was they wanted you to notice it was there. I'm sure there were other games before that, but I just don't remember off the top I, of my I, head. Yeah, I, I really can't think of any. Indigo Prophecy <clears throat> had some sort of like speaking of, you know, that you can, you know, but but yeah. even then it wasn't an intentional or blatant thing. And Knights of the Republic, I'm pretty sure it was first. Oh, it was. You're right. Yeah. That's true. I think um, you guys are missing one because I remember uh, Chrono Trigger had a somewhat of a morality system where you could either save or or kill some of the, the bosses there, and you can keep them in your party. Like, I can't remember the guy's name, but right. it, the ending did change depending on what you did in the game. That's true. I, I, I miss the Chrono games, but um, I've, I've heard that discussed really a little fun. bit. I forgot about yeah. that entirely, yeah. actually. Go. Uh, it'd be Fable. First one, obviously. Okay. It's like, the, like, the first one, like John said, that like, really was like slapping the face. That like, stood out to yeah, you. They, yeah. they, they were like, it's got a morality system. I'm like, what the fuck is morality? Oh. That's because Peter Mullen <clears throat> wouldn't shut the fuck up about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> He beat you this in the game face is going like, to be the greatest experience for, of your honestly, entire life. Yeah, honestly, for the first three months, <laughs> you are going to rename all of your children Fable yeah. after yeah. this game. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Honestly, for the first three months of that game being in, in, in the news and all that, I thought it was called the Morality news. System. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yep. Uh, so then, uh, finally, she asked, uh, "Sure, they're kids' games, but that doesn't mean they're innocent. What child-friendly game would be difficult to play if it had a morality system?" So, uh, child-friendly games, um, GeForce. Thinking like Red Rover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like child? Oh, yeah, I'm out. I, I mean, like, I, 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 I'm just thinking any kids games. Uh, oh, I'm thinking like video games. Like, yeah. I don't know your well, yeah. kids games. Kids games? No. Um, cooking do- Mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you put the salmonella in or not? <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of things you can put in food. Do you cook your friends for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> it's Soylent Green, the game. <laughs> The great E. Cola breakout. Uh, Do you you let it happen or not? (laughs) Awful, man. I'm going to give this vegetarian some fucking beef. Oh, beef broth. Oh, yeah. We'll just dip this lettuce in this beef stew. (laughs) Hey, Indian friend, this is totally kosher. Wow. I want to play that game now. 
Did you, did you, I, I don't think those options are available. That conversation. Morally <laughs> corrupt cooking mama, please make it for me. Yeah. Um, I'm realizing that um, I haven't mentioned My Little Pony in this episode so far, and I just can't let that slide. So <laughs> I can only imagine a My Little Pony game with some morality. I'm going to have to go back it. to that chalkboard behind me and put it back to zero days. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, we have a board up here that says how, you know, like most workplaces have. Since last accident. Yeah, but ours says uh, um, how many days since last pony reference. We were at yeah. three. Yeah. Ruined. We never get far. <laughs> Might as well take the board down. Yeah. Gonna have to rainbow dash away from here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, he has a friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only pony I know. <laughs> <sighs> you ever see those signs at the zoo that say don't feed the animals? Right over there. <laughs> don't Charlie. feed the Charlie? That's don't right. feed the pony. That's pony. right. <laughs> Uh, so thank you, Songbird, for your email. I appreciate it as always, and thank you also to everybody else that responded. Um, you guys uh, make uh, make us warm and fuzzy inside. We appreciate it. Yes, we do. Love ya. Uh, so, John, what do you got coming up on your side of things? Um, now, last week I, I fucked up the dates. So I guess gonna no. Well, that was last week. This week I got it. It's it's. Wait, wait, wait. No, because two weeks ago you screwed it up. Yeah, last week you said you got it right. Last week, and then I fixed it at the. Remember, if you go back and listen, I did. So it's oh. Shock Pop Comic Con in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. So Valentine's Day weekend. Oh, how yeah, sweet! That's right. That's right. Uh, that's it. That's all. So tune in next week to see when the date is now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, for that's it for V's for Villain stuff. We don't have anything else booked right now. Just uh, you know, check that out. If you guys are hard. Area. You know, you guys are hard at work on the new album. We yeah. are very hard at work. So you know, always exciting. putting new merch up on our shop too, so you can actually go to our shop and buy stuff online there. If you where, want to was, check where, it what is the address for that shop? Um, the, you can. Uh, that's a good question. Actually, let me look <laughs> that up. Really quick, because I don't know. <laughs> Danny's doing the Macarena for some reason. Ghost is making weird I was, hand I was gestures. Stretching my uh, my arms, and he's all mocking me with the Macarena. Oh, okay, that's that. That's the Macarena. Uh, yeah. So yes, the Macarena. So it's safe to say the Macarena. We're from Chicago. It, no. Macarena. Do the Macarena. Two three. Yeah, Macarena sausage. I got to dance in a minute there. Yeah, make sure you, make sure you get that two three of those sausages. <laughs> Comes a little too naturally to you. Yeah, you know, gotta gotta make cappies on the cappy machine. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got Charlie to do his, wow. his oh, count that, uh, laugh. That, uh, I'm a little too amused by that. I didn't realize that Chicagoans say copy like cocky until now. <laughs> That's true. Well, working at a print shop, I hear a lot of people just say Xerox things. Really? Yeah. Anybody even still says Xerox? As, yeah, a lot of people still say Xerox as as a verb. Yeah. Weird. I need to Xerox this. I, I used to. You used huh. to hear the it. Best. It was in like the late nineties. Yeah, when Xerox was a thing. The yeah. best was uh, <laughs> someone wanted to get something laminated, but they didn't know what it was called. So they're like, "I need to get this in plasticized." <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> Bizarre. That sounds way cooler. All right, I'm going to jump sounds back dirty. into this here, so I got the URL now. Uh, you can visit the Views for Villains uh, shop at squareup.com forward slash market forward slash V dash is dash for dash villains. We need to That's talk. not cumbersome at all. We need bitly, Jesus. I need to help you with that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Good Lord. So you can buy our merch right, if you're so interested. You get to, you get the at, at some point in the future, so help me God, it will be shop.viewsforvillains.com. There you go. <laughs> Not not, Wait, not no, yet. John Suit, you, you left no, out no, the no. HTTP colon slash slash www part. <laughs> now, see, look, you, you can have nice things, too, if you all get your own Technotronic horn. See, what's, what's going to go on here? The truer is, words have never been spoken. <laughs> there you go. What's going to go on here is you're going to get to Fort Lauderdale on the 11th. Through the 12th, you're going to be typing in that web address to order your shirt. By the 13th, you'll be ready and in the area of Chalk Pop Comic Con. 
and they'll actually be there because John has gave you the wrong date. So just show up. <laughs> show up, <you> up. <laughs> sounds uh, sounds good. Go. What do you got coming up? Uh, let's see. I will be in Ohio. Let's see. This comes out on a Tuesday, so don't fuck up the date. Thursday, the twenty thirty. No, Friday, the thirtieth. <laughs> I lost a day. So Friday the 30th, <laughs> this week, I'll be in Ohio with DGL, and then the following day, the 31st, I will be in, in New York City with VGL. So if you're going... VGL is... Video Games Live. Gotcha. So if you're in the area... Sounds like a venereal disease at first. <laughs> it's I not. thought about that. Vaginal... <laughs> Gonorrhea lice. Yeah. That, there we go. Whoa. That's like three levels of pain. Herpagonocyphilades. <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually is the kind I'll be at uh, next to shop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going at. <laughs> or be at. Not going. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to be at that. <laughs> All of those things. Yes. It's going to be scratching himself with that. Uh, so, Danny, what, what do you have coming up that you would like to plug? Anything you'd like to share with uh, the listeners? Anything? Check out the Living Showcase podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and other stuff, probably. I don't know. The um, internet. The internet. We don't have a website, <laughs> because I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> but facebook.com slash living showcase podcast, I believe. Just Google it. Just You'll find it. It's on the internet. <laughs> Give it a, a try. Um, they, I are, also, they are unicornless yeah, as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't do web design. I do print design. <laughs> um, is there anything else that, uh, that um, you... Well, I... I just started a band. We we have a couple really rough demos up. Um, oh. It's at soundcloud.com slash nimbusmylove, but same thing with John's terrible website, nimbus-my-love. And how, how, how does one spell that first word? Nimbus, like the cloud, N-I-M-B-U-S. Got it. It's named after a cat. Excellent. Some um, math rock jams, really rough. We don't have a bass player or a singer yet, but we should be getting those very shortly. Okay, I'm intrigued. Um, cool. Uh, that sounds awesome. And so, once again, to everybody, I'd like to remind you that Gamerhead Radio, uh, you're currently listening to episode number 98, which means that we are only two weeks away from our 100th episode live spectacular at the Oasis Cafe in West Chicago, Illinois. Um, Goat, you look confused? I, I just, <clears throat> I, I'd like to just maybe undermine Charlie here. Uh, I, it, we don't know it's going to be spectacular. No, 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 I know. It's going to be spectacular. <laughs> it's like a Capcom game. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what that means. Turbo, uh, you know, deluxe, like <laughs> yeah. super fancy pants, uh, pinch your ass edition. That's what it'll be. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'm good with that. Yes. But oh, with I'm terrible saying, controls. All I'm saying is, if we're going the Capcom route, we can put 500 subtitles on this bad boy, but the character select music better be good. Yeah. <laughs> and there's gonna be lots of bouncing jiggly boobs. <laughs> Um, so make sure to come out and join us at the very, very, very least. It's a good reason to come out and get two dollar whiskey shots. Um, yes, but, it is um, wasted with us. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be there. But uh, yeah, there's, there's more reason to come. Um, and I, I'm, I'm guessing that the the, the majority of um, co-hosts that we've had over the years. Um, I know, of course, uh, uh, my wife Michelle is going to be there. Um, you know, the uh, I think Dan's conver- committed. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I hesitate. Key. Yes. Yeah. Um, I hesitate to speak for anybody else uh, specifically, but um, I, I, I am under the impression that a good majority of the people that have um, good great Majora's Mask, <laughs> sure, um, have, um, have that have shared the microphones with us are going to be joining us on that day, um, and, and the room at least. Oh, you bet. You, yeah, you're going to be there. Oh, oh, I, I didn't. Oh, it's mandated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's mandatory, oh. buddy. <laughs> I was going to put in vacation day. We're going to put a, a goat cardboard cutout in one of the chairs. <laughs> I was going to show up with just like a, a broom hanging from my, my chin and some, a wig on. <laughs> uh, so on uh, February 8th, 
Uh, from 7 to 9 p.m. will be there. Um, I, I think probably doors are going to open, quote unquote, at like 6 30. Um, my um, it's this, a restaurant, so they're always open. Just well, well they, they they it's it's like a it's like a it's it's also we're not on the hookah bar side, but it is also hookah bar and it's oh, also okay. like a bar bar, and so it doesn't. I don't think it opens until like five or six, anyways. Gotcha. Um, but um, but yeah, I thought it was like a diner. Just no, it's a venue. No, yeah. Um, uh, you completely successfully derailed me. Dad. Yes! Thank you. You, might, you might you might Dick Train is off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we will have we will be having various um giveaways and um and raffles of various natures. Um and uh but yeah, um uh, it's 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 going to be a good time. I, I assure you of this. Um apparently it's going to be spectacular. Spectacular. It is in fact <laughs> going to be spectacular. Turbo Ultra HD spectacular. Um um I'll I'll uh, I'll the squeakle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Michelle has agreed to intro us, by the way. So oh, good. that in and of itself is reason enough to come down. If it's anything like her Smash Brothers commentary, it'll be fun. <laughs> oh, it'll be a lot like her Smash Brothers commentary. And live. So on next week's episode, we'd like to know with Club Nintendo shutting down, if you were going to design your dream loyalty program for your video game company, console manufacturer of choice, what would it be like? What would the prizes be? How would you redeem points and, and purchases and and all that. So uh, call in and write in or uh, respond to us and let us know if you were designing some sort of loyalty program. Uh, whatever, whatever you can think up. Uh, realistic is good. Uh, fantasy is good, too. Uh, let us know what you think. How, what would you do? Uh, with all that being said, if you like what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K Charlie. Goat is at Sir Goatsworth. And John is at the Fallon Flynn. Danny, are you on Twitter? Uh, I think so, but I'm like at garbage at the trash can or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I don't, uh, Danny's at garbage at the trash can. I don't on post on Twitter. It's stupid. <laughs> uh, email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com or call in and leave us a message at 94926 Gamer. Uh, download the official Gamerhead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Also, Gamerhead Radio is now available on TuneIn Radio. So that's... that's By the way, exciting um, some. the voicemail line, I forgot what place it was, but I think I started to order a pizza that started with a 94-something number, and I almost typed in 94926Gamer, because <laughs> it's just ingrained in my brain now since I listen to you guys. Oh, it'd be amazing days. Like, hello? Hello? I'd like a large. <laughs> Can you guys answer your phone? Got a large pepperoni. To... <laughs> yeah, don't call us an order pizza. Uh, <laughs> unless you called to order pizza for you. Unless you want show. to send us pizza yes. like other people have in the past. <clears throat> the bar actually has set. Yeah. yeah, that's happened once, right? Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. And we are okay with twice and more. Yep. Uh, so, thanks very much for listening, everybody. This has been Gamerhead Radio. I want to take Gonna take you for a ride 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 Crab people, crab people, taste like crab, talk like people <laughs> <laughs>